0: Hey, this is Donnie Cates. I am the writer of Venom and Thanos and Doctor Strange and Death of the Inhumans and Cosmic Ghostwriter and Redneck and Baby Teeth. And you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. It's <laughs> a fine show. As long
1: as it's
2: better than adequate. Adequate. (laughs)
1: Adequate. Adequate is the worst response you can have to any kind of creative endeavor, I think. Adequate. How was that? It was adequate. How was the
2: sex? Yeah. It was.
1: It was. It was adequate. You know, I didn't hate it. I'm also not going to be talking about it for the rest of my life. So, mm. yeah, it is what it is. Like not
0: curling the toes.
1: No. No. I could pick a dime. Up off a tile floor with my with my big toe and the one next to <laughs>
2: like in between. Oh yeah, I I can, mean, I, no, just, I can... yeah, right can up my toe to, to pick things up. It, that's not. I can I can actually write
1: with my feet. I can hold a pencil what, and what write. The fuck is the matter with you, Pete? I can't.
2: That I, I haven't fucked with. It. I haven't tried that.
1: Well, I haven't evolved very far past my ancestors, obviously. Because I can do magical things with my feet. That's what she said. (laughs) Who (laughs) that? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) But you, at home, know exactly what we're talking about. Because this is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 723. And I'm Vince B.
2: Our Vince B. I'm so glad to hear your voice. I'm David A. Price.
0: I can vouch for that, and I'm everyone's favorite action star, Jason Statham. <laughs>
1: all right. Um, why are you Jason Statham? Don't you? Don't
0: we all wish we were Jason Statham?
1: I mean, well, wow, so this is just a in general type thing. Like, there's no current event that made you say, "I want to be Jason Statham this week." Or no,
0: it's just an appreciation as a member of the as as both both dues paying members of the Nation of Jason's. Yeah. You know, I, I occasionally look through the the Nation of Jason's yearbook. And uh, I was like, you know what? i got to give my man Jason Statham props because he's 53. He's married to a Victoria's Secret model. It's worth $100 million. And he's in better shape at 53 than I have and ever will be in my entire life. So, you know what? Props to him. Yes. And he also, you know, he and he represents for the bald dude. He owns the baldness. That's he true. makes it look good. And we should all be so lucky. This is true.
1: Right. But um, in in your defense, um, I'm sure you're more intelligent. And you have um, much more... I Am uh, I? I don't know. I think you are. And you have m- more... Uh, your day is partitioned into slots. And I think more of those are taken up by your job whereas Jason can Mr. Statham let's call him can just say you know what I'm just going to have fun all day and go and do my training and all that stuff so that's why he in your opinion looks better than you hmm. cuz he's got a hell of a lot more time and resources i mean i know you're you're filthy rich but you ain't Jason Statham rich right so i am neither filthy rich nor am i Jason Statham rich <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you don't have to be filthy rich to get your comics, graphic novels, and everything else in the previews for the price you want to pay. Right? Discount comic book service. DCBService.com. One more time. That's DCBService.com. Say it with me, everyone. Hana and Aleupia. The specials are listed. They're up. They're there. You can go see them. And I have selected three. From Boom, I rarely highlight Boom, but this month I had to. From Boom, it's magic, number one. Written by Jed McKay, with art by Ig Guara. The cover artist is Mateo Scalera, what? A new mm-hmm. beginning for the pop culture phenomenon of magic starts here. From Jed McKay, who wrote Marvel's Black Cat, and Ig Guara, who did Marvel's Ghost Spider. It's a perfect for new readers and longtime fans. We'll see about that. Across the vast multiverse, those gifted with a spark can tap into the raw power of magic and travel across realms. They are planeswalkers. When coordinated assassination attempts on guildmasters Ral Zarek and Vraska and kaya that's three, rock the city of Ravnica and leave Jace Bellerin's life hanging in the balance, a fuse is lit that threatens not just these three guilds, but the entire plain of Ravnica. Now these three must covertly infiltrate the wild plain of Zendikar, my favorite, and form a tenuous alliance to uncover why the targets of the assassins have all been planeswalkers which will lead them straight to one of the most enigmatic characters in magic history. Hmm. Interesting, I say, as one who's been playing magic for, wow, since like 93, 94. I, I had to order this. I mean, I'm, I'm honor bound and, and curiosity bound to order this. Uh, hopefully you'll feel the same way. It's, as I said, a f- from boom, it's a 4 1st issue. And I think uh, subsequent issues will also be uh, at that price. So, buyer beware. If you're not into paying 5 bucks for a, a floppy, this may not be for you. But the first issue isn't going to cost you $4.99. No siree, Babaloni. This is going to cost you $2.49. That's 50% off. Um, this book made it into my previews video because of its ridiculousness. And uh, I ain't talking Chanel West Coast. This is from Seven Seas. I love her so much. This is from Seven Seas. Because she used to be a dude. She did not. That's a total fallacy. It's not true. (laughs) It doesn't hurt, but I'm just saying. It's a total (laughs) fallacy. But anyway, this is from Seven Seas. It's called Dungeon Toilet Volume (laughs) 1. Yeah. Yes, it we're it, it's it's from 7C's. It's a 1399 uh tankobon. Uh, here's the pitch. Plunge into an absorbing new adventure in this hilarious fantasy manga. People are often reincarnated into fantasy worlds to answer a higher calling. In this case, that means a quest to find the perfect toilet. Behold, as dragon scales are converted into toilet seats and slimes are used as moist wipes in this unique adventure about heroes who truly give a crap how could you not order this how could you not it's uh, well if you're still struggling with th- the answer to that question i'm just going to leave you alone the uh, cover price is 13.99 your price $7.69 That's 45% off. That's a really good deal. Last, but certainly not least, from Marvel, it's What If, the original Marvel series Omnibus hardcover, volume one. I had to put this on there. Um, If you are going to order it, do the right thing. Get the Perez cover, because it's the only one to get. Um, What if the Marvel Universe was not as you know it? Infinite realities offer infinite possibilities for classic creators to unleash their wildest imaginations and ponder. What if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? That's the first issue. Or Captain America rescued Bucky in World War II? Or Doctor Doom became a hero? We've seen most of this come true. Um, the Fantastic Four get different powers. Other people get Spidey's powers. Jane Foster finds the Hammer of Thor like it's all come to pass. The Avengers assemble in the 1950s. Jack Kirby bombards the Marvel bullpen with cosmic rays. Conan walks the modern-day Earth. And Doctor Strange becomes a disciple of Dormammu. Peter Parker stops the burglar who killed Uncle Ben. The Hulk keeps Bruce Banner's intellect. And the invaders fight on after World War II. And the Invisible Girl marries Namor. Bullshit. Plus, more thought-provoking tales that make you ask, What if... This collects what if 1 to 15 and 17 to 22. $100 cover price. What are you taking it home for? 50. 50 bucks. You can't beat it. DCBservice.com. They don't mind late orders. They don't mind order editions. You get your books delivered right to your door, sometimes on a silver platter. Awesome. DCBservice.com. Got my books today. Nice. Look at you. Yeah, and Christina, if you're listening, better keep an eye on those new employees because they're using boxes twice the size. They're wasting oh. space and they're wasting packing material. So, yeah, keep an eye on them. Well, more packing I material than necessary. Right, no, I, I appreciate the fact that the, whoever packed my box used far more packing material than was necessary, but they used a big box and it was only half full of books. Like, come on. Respect
2: our lady. Right. The um there was I, I did um I I don't know I, I don't think you do it too often, Vince. You actually mentioned uh well we'll get into it later this month. You mentioned an Oni book in your previous video.
1: I did, but I didn't order it. <laughs> I, I I mentioned it because I knew <laughs> you would order it. <laughs> Jesus, if it was if it was Chris Somne's Freaking used underwear you'd you'd buy it.
2: That's not the only Oni book. I'm sorry, that's true. There were two Oni books
1: you mentioned. Oh wow. Oh yes I did.
0: Yeah. Well I had to mention that. don't be silly. i don't know why yet, but yeah. What are we yeah. speaking about? I, I don't I'm I'm trying to think what Oni books you're talking about. That's the, the
1: little thing that um It's F- a
2: licensed property.
1: Yeah, yeah. That Mr. Fleece is working on from Oni. oh he's so pretty.
3: Oh, oh, that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: cool, cool, that's, cool, the, cool. <laughs> that's the best, yeah, 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 okay. Hey, I'm drinking something.
2: What you drinking? Oh,
1: I'm drinking my fave. You know, I don't think there's any bottle art better than the stuff that comes out of Prophecy. It is funky. They're, they're a gold leaf um, added to beautiful illustrations, and it just so happens they're all in... Uh, depictions of tarot card images, so you know I'm gonna love it. Uh, This is from Prophecy. It's a red blend from 2015 called The Lovers. And it says, as Prophecy wines, our inspiration comes from the beauty of the harvest and the possibility of greatness in the glass. I like that. So I'm gonna stop right there. Um, Yeah, it's delicious. It's Prophecy wine. They don't make bad stuff. I don't think so, regardless of whatever numerical uh, value these things garner from whatever sources. I like this wine. That's all that matters. I think so. You throw tarot card images on a bottle of wine, and I'm like, okay, here's my money. Does it transmogrify the taste for you? Like, does it? Well, it is the lovers, matter? so... Mm, uh, no, it doesn't affect the taste at all. It, I would... You know, I would love to live in a u- universe where that's possible, but
3: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's just really good wine, wrapped in a nice, a nice package.
3: Yeah,
1: I love it. Yep. What do you got?
0: Uh, I'm on a. I'm feeling like I'm a good. Ru- I'm on a good run of late with, the, with with new wine, new wines. Really feel like it's 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 been a good couple months, and we hit on another one. This is. From uh Cambria Estates, uh, which is a Cali Cali joint. It's uh, called Julia's Vineyard Pinot Noir. It's 2017. It is uh quite good. It's um it's a ninety four, Vince. Now that you're getting into the ratings, it's a ninety four in wine spe- wine wine spectator. So that's crazy. Yeah. Um per their little write up, I will read it to you. It's this excellent Pinot offers aromas of dried cherry, toasted sage, roasted strawberry that lead into a palate that's snappy and light. Flavors of bright raspberry and wild thyme lead into a vanilla kiss finish. Wow, that sounds really good. What's that about? 20- <laughs> it's really good, dude. Twenty-five bucks um, a bottle. Uh, it was twenty-five bucks. Cool. It was from a list we found of uh, best Pinots under thirty bucks. Yeah, I'm gonna have to try that one. Mm. Yeah. And uh so we, we 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 printed a few of those best of lists when I went to the wine joint, looked for what I could find and bought bought some bottles to try. So this one's a keeper for sure. Yeah, so nah, a- you know, at twenty five bucks a bottle, it's not something you want to just be sipping on every day, all mm-hmm. day, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh when I'm talking to my booze for the show before we're about to start a four day weekend, it's perfect time.
1: Yeah. How long There's will that last weekend?
0: you? Wait. Uh, well, to David's question, it's called Cambria Julia's Vineyard Pinot Noir, and it's 2017, the, the vintage. Uh, and then, what'd you say, Vince? How long is that gonna last? However long it takes us to drink four and a half glasses.
1: Mm. Like, those are those know. are those are
0: small glasses. I usually get about <laughs> two and a, a half glasses. Well a wine bottle is meant to have about four to four to four to five glasses of wine. That's what it's sized for. Well then I'm drinking out of big glasses then. You are. Yeah, I mean like tonight on the show I've got a, you know, I've got at least a double pour here, so, you know, half the bottle's gone. My man. Uh, uh, uh. You know, I can't get turnt tonight cuz I got business to take care of tomorrow, but you know, you can certainly get turnt. No, I got I got my annual physical tomorrow, so you don't want to get turnt for your physical. Okay. You don't want to show up to your doctor already <laughs> your dick hanging out and getting busted and be like, oh, I'm all turnt, doc. It's like, Mr. Wood, why is your dick hanging out? I don't know. I thought it was fun. <laughs> well, plus I'm going to a female doctor this time. Even Ooh. better, my man. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Nah. That's just that. It's first time. It's weird. Dr. Knee pad. First time I'll ever do the cough for, for a female.
1: Now, okay. Nah, we won't go there. David, what, <laughs> what are you drinking?
2: <laughs> um, this is something new. Um, it's uh, Rio Alto Reserva. It's a wine of Chile. It's from 2018. It says Cabernet Sauvignon on the front of the bottle. However, when you read the back, it's a blend. It's 90% Cab. Five percent uh, Carmenere, which is what I usually drink from that other vineyard, and five percent Cabernet Franc, and um, hmm. it's—I'm going to say it's weird, but I don't. That—that's not meant as a—it's—it's it, not a derogatory weird. It, it's just—it's—it kind of—I—the nose is different than what lands on your tongue. It kind of—it—it—it it, it punched me back a little bit. It's not. It's not sweet. It's not. Um, it was just. It's. It's almost. It, it's. It's kind of like the blends are are fighting. I mean, obviously, the the Cabernet Sauvignon is winning because there's more of it, but um, something might be throwing it off. It's not. It's not bad by any means. It's just kind of not what I was expecting, considering what I normally drink. But um, but yeah, it was. It was, um, I went to pick up dinner the other night, and there's a liquor store we don't normally go to that I, and so I just perused the wine section and uh, left with a couple bottles. This was one of them, and, uh, just to try it. It's, it's, it's not bad at all. It really isn't. It's just, it wasn't, um, it's different than, than, than what I normally sip on. I still like it. Uh, the, The bottle will be finished. Uh, maybe not tonight, but it's, um. I'm happy with it. It's just kind of wasn't what I was expecting.
1: I wear weird like a badge of honor. You say you say I'm weird. Yeah, I've succeeded. So when you say it's weird, I'm I'm on it.
2: No, and that's and and yeah, I mean it's. I I, I wouldn't see this as a turnoff. It's just when someone's talking about food or drink, I don't know. Depending on the drink, I don't know. Especially a bottle of wine, I don't know if weird is something you want to say. You'd want to hear is. A descriptor. Okay. Memorable? Well,
1: uh, you know. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay.
1: All right. What That's else is l- memorable? What, what, what have you been reading? Whoa. Well, I, I'm not going first, but I guarantee you that in terms of page count, I've probably lapped both of you. Mm, I'm going to say... At least eight times. This episode, I because I read about seventeen hundred pages of one thing.
0: That's a lot of pages. That. You know, that's a lot of pages. Yeah, because yeah. I was going to I was going to counter to your contention by noting that I read fifty eight issues of Amazing Spider Man, but that's only what, uh, like a thousand pages, I guess. Also, I didn't I didn't lap you too bad.
2: No, you're yeah, you're up there. But I, I mean, I'm almost positive you definitely got more enjoyment out of yours, Vince. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and that's—I mean—I'm going out on a limb. I mean, granted, I know that you know when when it comes to Marvel characters, uh, as enjoyable as Spider-Man might be, that's not necessarily Jason's go-to. So, I mean, it's not like I'm not saying it's Batman or Superman at DC, but but knowing Jason I I I never really consider him to be you know right oh i gotta get on this no I need, I need a little bit of clarity here so mm-hmm. when you say amazing spider-man you mean he's talking about the current
1: stuff? oh the current one? mine was definitely <laughs> yeah. better than yours yeah. yes
0: yeah a million well, times well, better you know I, i've been off on most of the superhero books for a while now and i uh i stupidly continue to buy a lot of them particularly the marvel and after we did the old classicers i was thinking well you know i got these these core marvel titles that that for better or worse, we all have collectively read most of their runs for thirty years, and I just thought, you know, what's the point of having them? Let me see, let me let me catch up, see what's doing, and, and it was really just a, a plan to catch up on all things. Like, and that's, and when I say all things, I mean I'm probably fifteen issues behind on Avengers. I'm fifteen, twenty issues behind on Fantastic Four. I'm uh, I hadn't read any of Sidarski 's Daredevil run until this recent arc started. So, I, and yet that book, much like Immortal Hulk, seems to be most people that read Marvel's f- one of their favorites. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe my frustration over the state of things in general has led to me to missing out on some decent runs. Um, you know, maybe some of our booze they all can't be wrong, et cetera, et cetera. So let me just dive in and. Amazing Spider Man was first up because it was starts with A. You know, I just was like, okay, I got all these Amazing Spider Man issues and Nick Spencer's been on it for a minute now and we may not be sold on the idea, but damn, he's still on the book and he's definitely one of what we from what we hear Marvel considers him an important part of the team and so forth and so on. So yeah, so I'm I'm go my plan is to to catch up with with, with all of these core books and, and that way at least have a, a, a clean slate to decide if I want to continue or if my uh, if I was missing out but um, but admittedly I mean you don't read 58 issues of a single comic in a, a week span without g- speedily glossing through some of the issues uh, I wasn't I wasn't devouring these with a, mic- a, mic- a microscope you know or a magnifying glass um he- it's funny that you made the joke about the adequate because that's what I would describe that run as It's perfectly it it it's 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 analogous to the way I described the James Tynan run on Batman. It's perfectly fine, but it's nothing that we haven't seen a hundred times before. There are moments that you're like that's pretty neat. There are moments where you're like cringy, and overall, it's just a relatively unmemorable but not bad run of the character. Like, there's nothing um, I, I can't bury it, I can't say it's a disaster, I can't say it's nonsensical or illogical. And you know, I mean, he inherited a situation as we know that you guys pretty much drew a few from the book, and it's one of it's. For both of you, you you, you are born, you you both you are both more consistently amazing Spider Man fans than I am. And you haven't been into to the to the book since Pete was a C made a CEO and you know all that stuff. And he inherited that, right? And he he's he, in his beginning of his run, he gets rid of all that, or at yeah. least he starts to run the So he had basically a blank canvas to kinda of start over because of that. Um yeah like i said i don't I don't really have a lot to say about it because I just don't think it warrants a lot to say it's it's over the fifty plus issues there is one under current big bad named Kindred and it's um almost looks like a ragman type of a of a character you don't really see their face they're covered up in a cowl and a cloth. They have these two um i guess they're millipedes or centipedes I'm not sure which but Human-sized centipede creatures that are sentient to him, kind of like a maggot deal, and they they kill people horribly at his at his bequest. Um, but and that's kind of the underlying big bad, and he he plays a role in a lot of the other plots, and 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 is the driver of of a lot of the other uh, villainous arcs. He's he's got his 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 tendrils and his circle of influence on people like the kingpin and. Norman Osborn and Carnage and you know that and, and so there are arcs where I'm like oh it's pretty cool yeah I like I like that character I like those villains and it's pretty dope and then there's other ones that you're like ugh, this again um it it's just it's just it's just I guess the worst thing about it is how ambivalent I am to it it it's just another superhero comic like it's just it's it's not worth hating and it's certainly to my mind not worth putting up into the, you guys need to be reading this. I can't believe you're skipping out on this. Um, I think that I loved Ryan Otley on Invincible. I mean, I own pages from it. I I thought he was fantastic in that book. I don't know what happened in the translation to over to Spider-Man, but I just don't think the the visuals work for me in Spider-Man. It just didn't connect with me. Um, But after he leaves, there's a hell of an impressive cast of, of creators that are on it, uh, Bocelli and, and 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 Ramos do tons of of issues. So, you know, Spencer certainly isn't um, hurting for artistic collaborators on the book. Um, and then it's pretty. It was pretty obvious to me in, in very early on who Kindred was. And then they then they finally tell you, and then they have the encounter, and it's like just. I mean, I could give you three guesses who Kindred is, and you're going to guess if you don't already know from spoilers. But I, like I don't know. No, if I were just to say to you, okay, who? Oh, would Oh, I he... get it. Yeah, I would either say Norman
1: Osborn mm-hmm. or Doc Ock. Okay. Or Jonah. Okay, so you would have missed. R- oh, really? Yeah. It's but, not but, my. But I... It's not Miles Warren, is it?
0: No, it's it's Harry.
1: Well, it's an Osborn. Okay.
0: But that's what I'm saying, right? Like, it's just like, oh wow, so. I mean, how many different villains have Norman and Harry been over the years? Right? I feel
1: really bad for Harry. How many times can you fuck with poor Harry uh. over the years? like okay, Daddy was insane right and and a and a very nasty megalomaniac who you know um did a lot of very, very bad things. Poor Harry has been sucking up the fallout from Daddy forever. He goes crazy. He does drugs. He, he gets better. He goes crazy again. Like, poor Harry. Leave him alone.
0: Right. I mean, he's been multiple goblins, right?
2: Green yeah. goblin,
0: hobgoblin. The American And it wasn't a family.
2: Because, I mean, obviously, yeah. Dad's crazy, so so Harry's crazy. But during the slot and imminent and run, um, Harry's kid got some of uh carnage on him and in him. He's, so and he's in the
0: book in this. He's right. in the book. Uh, exactly, he's in the book as as uh, as part of this, and uh, that's part of the big clues where you're like, oh, it must be Harry because it's like, yeah. You, know. um, yeah, you know. And again, like I I I just don't. I think we should just leave it there. Like I just I don't like. I'm, it, I would have rather it been like watching a WWE pay per view where I could spend an hour just ripping it to shit and being like, it's so bad, it's good. It wasn't like it's probably right in line with a hundred other Spider Man comics I read when I was younger.
3: Right.
0: And if I was 15 and I hadn't read 300 Spider-Man comics or 500, I probably would enjoy enjoy it more because I'd be like, oh, that's cool. I like, that. I like that idea. But it just felt super recycled and uh, none of the twists in as much as they're supposed to be new and innovative felt new and innovative to me. Uh, it was just, to me, like moving on the chessboard. You know, you, you got your Norman Osborn arc. You got your, your Carnage arc. You got your... Uh, you, you got your, your, uh, Kingpin arc, you got your, uh, your Magia, you know, like with the chameleon, like you, you have that arc, you got the, 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 the Craven. probably the best, the, the best of the, the 50 issues was a, um, another take on Craven's last hunt. And again, grown there because it's like, oh, it's been done before, but I'd give that credit because it had Pacello and Ramos on the art and it was basically, Arcade turns New York City into an arcade and um and Craven is dying so he teams up with his son who was also just looks like looks just like him to to hunt and they ca- and what I liked about it it was corny but it's the kind of thing that why we love superhero comics in the first place they hire um, some some villains um including Taskmaster to go around and capture any villain or hero that has an animal gimmick. So New York City is like a zoo, right? It's full of everything from the anteater to armadillo to all the spite, you know. And it was corny but fun because it's fun to see all those cameos. I enjoyed seeing dozens and dozens of different animal heroes and villains in the mix drawn by Ramos and Bo- Bo- Bocello, right? Was a that, 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 gibbon in it? I think the Gibbon might have been in it. There was just a million cameos, like kangaroo you know, paddles and stuff. Don't yeah. remember the kangaroo being in it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, but point being, that was fun. I remember that arc pretty well, vividly. But even that is just another take on Craven's Last Hunt, effectively. Yeah. yeah. Um,
2: and the, the whole point about? there
0: was that his dad essentially is dying and or dies. And 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 so young Craven, who is basically just Craven, drawn the way we used to see Craven instead of an old man, is now the new Craven. And it's like, bum, 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 you know, so.
2: Legacy. The, uh, did the issues you read also include the, um, whatever the hell he did with the Sin Eater arc? Or is that after what you got up to?
0: Yeah, no, that was in there. That was in there. I'm current. I mean, I'm like two issues behind whatever. I, I read up to, whatever issue had come out to. So, cause I think what, like 58 just came out, right? Probably. Like, or 50. Yeah. I think 58 or 59 just came out. So, and I, so I, I'm probably an issue or two behind the, the current run. Yeah. Hey, I,
1: current. It's, it's really difficult from the, the writing um, standpoint to craft tales that will work effectively with characters that have been around for 50 60 plus years um, they say oh yeah i landed a job on on batman or superman or amazing spider-man or fantastic four what do you do what how do you approach it in in a manner that hasn't been done before
0: right it's, yeah and that's that's part of my my current that is just part of my personal frustration with superhero comics at the, at this moment and maybe it's maybe it's cyclical. Maybe I'll get out of it. I, I don't know. Maybe I never will. That I'm, I'm not sure of yet. But but I certainly do hold that. O- almost every time I open up a superhero book now, I feel like oh, I mean I've this is well worn territory. I've been here before.
1: Right. You know? um, and then then you run the danger. It, should you stray uh, very far from the original premise, you have the legions. The internet legions will 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 cry foul. Like this is not my amazing Spider Man. What is this? Right, I. Of course.
0: You know, well, and let's be fair, when they made him a CEO, you guys hated it, right? We did, we did. We did hate it because
1: yeah. it's it's yeah. it's just a complete misread of the character. Of well, that, that there you go, oh. right?
0: You want it to be Peter that you know, right, right? Like, right? So that's the trick, right? Um, and the um, thing, thing yeah, is... Yeah, it's coming back to me, the Sin Eater stuff, yeah, because actually Kindred resurrects the Sin Eater, brings him back from hell. And that's why... Like, every villain throughout this whole Spencer run has had basically owed Kindred and has been controlled by Kindred. And I remember... Kindred brings Snyder back from hell and that's why he's he's there. So yeah, uh, it's coming back. Now.
1: Well, I'm I'm not about to get on my little uh pulpit here, but um in terms of keeping longtime fans happy and blazing new trails, uh and I know he's not your favorite person in the world as far as comic books go, but I have to say I have never read anything Snyder has written where I said, well, that's the same old, same old. Usually, it's like, "What the fuck is he doing?" I've never seen a Justice League story like this. I've never seen a Batman story like this. Like, this is just so weird,
0: so wild. And it's like, "Oh, it works for me." Mm-hmm. But well, I would even say though, and this is where it gets confusing to me because I don't think I think it's it's unfair and even lazy to just say uh, for me to say, "Oh, I just I'm tired of reading the same old stuff. It's tried and true." Because, um, really the only, like, Immortal Hulk would fit into that, right? That's new. That's a new take, right? And, That's a and, very and so, new, yeah, yeah. But like the stuff, other the other stuff at Marvel that I'm genuinely enjoying on a month on the month of most basis is the Hickman X Men stuff, and there are definitely new elements to that, which I think are what carries it. But but it's not all new. It's the same characters and the same history, and I think you're better served a lot of, with a lot of the stories having known some of the history than you are if you were reading it cold. Uh, and like Remenders uncanny X-Force was 100% an homage to the to the X-Men run that he grew up loving. So I think for that it's it's just more... Um, so it's not necessarily like, oh, you, I, I'm frustrated that you all keep telling the same stories with the same characters, but it's like I think that because we're so familiar with the source material and these characters keep getting recycled that when it's done really well and executed well, it feels special but everything else feels not very entertaining. Yeah. You know, it's like, and that's why we keep reading reading for those arcs that do that are special. And we're like, Holy shit that he's on it. He's killing it, you know, and that's always exciting. But I guess it used to be for me at least a 50, 50 proposition. And now it feels more to me like it's a 90, 10 proposition. And that's reading that. That means I'm reading a lot of comics that aren't floating my boat, you know, and that's, uh, that's frustrating. But yeah, so amazing spider-man out of the way. I'm about halfway through Fantastic 4, slots run. Um kind of similar, it's fine. It's fine like it's I'm I'm not I don't hate it. I don't I don't think he's like completely off his rocker, but it's it's you know, it again it's it's I think in that series we, we've had we've had several epic long form runs and it's not among them and and that's the bar that's been set, right? Because we've, we've gotten some epic runs. Um, I think what Cates is doing in Thor is still earlier in the run, but that's been off to a great start. Um, I've only read the first seven or eight issues of Zadarsky's Daredevil run, and I can see why people like it. It's off to a good start, you know? Um, so, yeah, your mileage may vary, right?
2: The... Um... This is it, it. It's a longer conversation to be had later, but it's it, it's going back to what turned Vince and I off on on Spider Man. It's I don't obviously you know Spencer's still writing the book. It's clicking with people. Um, same thing with Zdarsky on on Daredevil. It's clicking with people. Um, and you can you can absolutely change things and and mix it up make it fresh um, for some people you know if if Spencer is their first or most memorable spider-man writer to date um, then there's no you, you can't knock that you can't mm-hmm. I, no matter right. what I say about I, I'm not grooving to it but dude if you it, it's the it's same thing with when you know when when they fucking had how go crazy it's like listen so so kyle isn't isn't my lantern but there's no denying how many people started reading green lantern mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. kyle was now wearing the ring and they got rid of the old guard and it's it's a fresh new direction so just because something uh, it, years ago i gave up that whole ownership fight I, I i have these are the runs these are the things that are special to me this is what i remember this is what made me a fan now, if you're a Green Lantern fan because of because of Kyle Rayner, then we're both Green Lantern fans. We can, you know, that's that's great. We can come together on that. You have your thing, I have my thing, but it's it, I'm not. Uh, so yeah, I'll if if you see me roll my eyes because someone's like, "Yo, Zdarsky's Daredevil run is the shit." It's listen. I mean, it's because I've read other Green other Daredevil runs, and it's cool. You're you're grooving to what's going on now, but. I also have to ask if you've read those other runs, and maybe mm-hmm. it's also right place, right time thing. Like mm-hmm. if some, if someone's going to read the whole Bullseye Electra stuff from Daredevil, you know, one eighty one, that was that was knock me on my ass type storytelling back in the eighties for Marvel. Now someone's going to read that. I mean, you've had you've had Watchmen, you've had so many things, you've had Dark Knight, and and it's like everything's watered down by now. So so just because something, it's like when someone watches an old movie today. you know cliff and i are grooving to 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 some you know bogey and mccall thing and you know jason's gonna be like well that was yeah that that critics agree that's a movie it's like you know so it's it's it really is at times just when something clicks with you and definitely uh, yeah uh,
0: And, and i think that is the that is the stickiest wicket of our passion and hobby right is that we choose year after year to keep coming back to a lot of these characters. And that's on us, right? Like we, like no one's forcing us to, I don't. And I think where our group of fans, our generation, we've kind of, it's almost like a a long-term drug intervention program. We, we used to feel this sense of momentum and almost duty to follow all these characters in this connected universe and, and, and almost felt shamed if we were out of touch with an aspect of it. And for lots of reasons, economic and, uh, time and and mature whatever lots of reasons you you we've slowly but surely weaned ourselves and i say we like the royal we of this compulsion that you just have to read these characters good bad or indifferent and i think we're all better for it because i think you guys are off spider-man now and and but but there will be a time where Mm -hmm. some some creative team or some buzz or some aspect to the story you hear about from one of us you're like "Ah, that kind of sounds dope and you jump back in and you know, you'll be like, oh, it's. I'm really enjoying it. You know, and and I think that's always great. I mean, I talk about it all the time. I I I, I can't remember a time when I didn't read X Men comics, but there were a lot of years where I wasn't talking about X Men comics on the show because there just wasn't much to talk about. And I feel like that's where a lot of the core Marvel books are right now. For me, for me, I, there may be podcasts done by 30 year olds or 20 year olds right now talking about Marvel comics that act that to your point, think they're in incredible places and and are like. Panel for panel, flipping out and marking out over the stuff that's happening, and that's great too, right? Because, um, but yeah, so I think it's good that we don't feel the need to to read it for the sake of it, like for the momentum of it, or because we we have this obligation to to continue a pace. But but um, I also think, for me, I'm happiest when when Marvel is got when I feel like Marvel is a treasure trove. When I know that I have a stack of Marvel books and seven out of ten are going to really please me. And for the last few years, it's been like three out of ten, and that doesn't feel natural for me, you know. And again, it could be just me. It just could be my taste have changed, and I, I need to just continue to, to to come to terms with that. And it's it's no, it maybe it's not in any way indicative of the quality that they're producing. It's just more about my taste changing, but it's hard for me to accept that.
1: Yeah, I, sometimes when you guys talk about stuff. I, I feel like I'm, I'm from another planet because, <laughs> because oh, we, I think we as a, an organism that, that has the rare ability, at least on this planet, to, to like perceive things, uh, high level concepts, both visual and, and conceptual, right? Mm-hmm. Why do we impart so much concern into what our fellow organisms are enjoying? Why do we care? Like like DAP with the with the Chip Zdarsky Daredevil. Oh, did you read the other stuff?
2: Why do you care if they read it or not? Why is why is that so important? Because it, I like to have a frame of reference. If I'm going to have a conversation with someone about something, then I'd like to be able to say where I'd like to see where they're coming at it from. I'd like I, it, there's nothing wrong with trying to find out. Well, what else have you read? Like that's that's the whole point of 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 trying to find out. I, it, it, it's how we all got together. It's like, you know we 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 found a common interest and, and it grew from there but it's it's listen i'm just saying that i'm not that's that's another way for me to say i'm i'm glad that you're enjoying something without me having to say well that's shit i mean you're, you're stupid for now. why would i that that's that that's the worst thing someone could say so no you wouldn't if, say
1: that either because you the the i don't again i, I just don't understand why you would concern yourself with the the artistic consumptions of other people
2: obviously we do going man i really hope you know someone's reading oh of course not but you're just like Like, you
1: know i you you just said i i hope you enjoy this i i that's that concept is totally outside of my realm okay
2: because if 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 people we all see when things when when someone when when a group of people aren't buying something things go away we've seen comics get yeah i get that sure no i understand that right
0: he's not saying stranger in the comic in the comic world online he's saying you know caleb and frank and 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 you know like all our people or or julian or you know whoever like right that see that's like that's
1: a different discussion because those those are real people
0: if, if 10 of the people in our slack are like yo y'all are tripping Zdarsky's Daredevil's the best thing ever, you know, DAP's, I think, your point, I don't speak for you, but it's like, and I, but I'm with you, is like, you're not saying, oh, you guys are fucking idiots. Right. What you're saying is like, no, that's cool, And I, I, it, but, but, but in order for them to convince you to pull out the issues on Comixology or Marvel Unlimited, you need to understand if they have the same lexicon of Daredevil stories in their mind that you do, to know if like you should really like heed their right. viewpoint. No, everything. I
1: get that because that's so like, that's. I, always,
0: I go back to Immortal Hulk, right? Like, like I don't know what episode it was, but the three of us talked about Immortal Hulk number one, and we bashed the shit out of it. Yeah, we, we, it, I think we, it know, started you, off you, on you, the wrong foot. Right, you led the way, but I'm saying yeah. we all were like, yeah, yeah, that that this is a whiff. Like it's a weird take. I remember I busted on um, Remender's Franken Punisher the first time, the first issue, you know, and but like. But something made us go back to those things and love them, and and I think part of the something, at least from my memory, is people whose who are friends whose opinions I do value and do think they have perspectives that are worth hearing about. Saying y'all are tripping, like Mortal Hulk is legit, like it's it's not only worth reading, it's like the best thing they're doing, and we all said, ah. Oh, okay okay i mean i'm not sure but like respect i know you guys have read a lot of hulk you and and they were right so i think that's what i take from dap's perspective and i agree with him like like it's just if 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 my if my 20 year old cousin comes to comes at me and says yo you know uh tynan's batman is the absolute best thing i've ever read i'm not gonna be like are you an idiot Cause I'm be like, oh, well, cool, like that's great. I'm psyched. He's into comics. This is dope. He's falling in love with the character that's worth falling in love with. But I'm also not going to be like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta rethink this whole Tinian situation. because cause I'm gonna be like, he's 20. Like he doesn't. He's coming at it from a different place, right? Mm-hmm. But if you come on the show, and you say, none of us ever read this, but you know, I, I, I read, uh, um, you know, Suicide Squad from three years ago by Tom Taylor. And holy shit, we totally missed the boat. It's great. I'm gonna be that week. I'm going and finding it and being like, I'm gonna read this be- because I, you're. I I've tremendously value your perspective and opinion, and I know that you wouldn't tell us to check it out if be- you're telling us to check it out isn't just an indication that you enjoyed it. It's it's also an indication that you know what kind of stuff we enjoy, and and so you're telling us like I I know you I and you're gonna like this. So I, I think there's weight to. I those, think when the
1: connection is intimate. Um, hell yeah, I'll talk art, mm-hmm. right? But when you have someone come out of the blue and say, "Hey, sell me on this," like I don't think it's it's anyone's job to tell you oh, why sure. why this sure. why this piece of art is 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 worthy of your attention. Um, yeah, you're a big damn man or woman. Go find out or or not, right? But uh and that's sure. the thing. I'm you see it online a lot um with the Star Wars people, like. Uh, there's infighting and there's there's oh, it's,
0: it's all fandom right i mean it's right it's
1: and not to pick up you know but current this is current events right so there's there there are things going on within the star wars fandom that there's there's tumultuous um discussion going on and it's all i i i just yeah it's very frustrating to me how how people um just feel the need to uh preach on, on certain things that, that tell you why you should like this
0: when mm-hmm. you're, you're, wa- you're wasting your time and, oh i'm sorry i thought i didn't know you were finished your statement please i'm sorry to off.
1: that was my last thing i wanted to say you're just wasting your time go read another book in the time you yeah. took to tell this person why they should be reading this you could be read you could have read another book listened to another album seen another film like uh, yeah, I just don't understand the concerns.
0: What you're saying, but aren't we like, haven't we spent going on 13 years in violation of that? Um, I speak only to you two when I talk. Well, I mean, listen, I know, I know that's a romantic way to say it, but that's not it's like, true. That's not the reality of it, though. Uh, well, okay, then when I get uh, commentary, you, you, you don't just speak to us. You often speak to other groups of people or to people that I'll, yeah i'll point like, somebody out and say
1: like oh man frank would love
0: this or yeah, caleb would yeah. love or this we'll speak of a book where you know going in it's a book that neither of us have read nor likely would like right well, but, true but, look, but
1: you're my audience both of you i don't sure. pretend that there's anybody else that actually gives a shit about you know anything the point being I the, I the reason why i've done this for as long as i have is because i like talking
0: to you two
3: mm-hmm.
0: no i totally get that and i think we agree I, i'm just saying that like I struggle with the idea of that it's meaningless just because I don't know that we could do this for as long as if we didn't take some value in the idea of sharing of opinions, having merit, right? Like, like, like everything from why do we have a Slack channel? Why do we have a Facebook group? Why do we have a best thing I read this week? Book of the month. Like if, if there's right. not some value in the communal discussion of these works uh, and I don't, I'm not saying you're full of shit because I don't think that's necessarily the main Partly. motivation. Partly. And I think that, that if if we didn't do the show anymore and, and or if we'd never done the show in a in a what if butterfly effect universe, we would all still be passionate about different comics and we'd share those passions somehow, somewhat with people, you know. I, I like like even if it's I don't know online or in a another group's community's another podcast community or something i mean i i think the part of this hobby is 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 is, like part of the hobby is the is the wednesday is 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 missing that wednesday at the shop chitter chatter right like that's that's kind of what we try and evoke with our show right which is the you know like and and not knowing whether the books like sometimes we want to talk about them because they're the hotness sometimes we want to Talk about them because they were whack as fuck. Sometimes we want to talk about them because they made us laugh or they're controversial. But like there are undercurrents of what we talk about. Like our 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 dais of 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 topics is is a, a range of things that are topical and of the moment and things that we just that float our boat that have that are timeless. You know, I just don't like I don't know, I feel like like it, it, it is part of the rubric. I don't know that it's the most important part of the rubric, but I do feel like it is part of the the cosmic soup that makes up what what we do. Yeah. To and, me at
1: least. And you know what, again, um as as I'm so fond of pointing out, I'm a bit of a hypocrite because <laughs> no, because my favorite aspect of of uh the comic book uh art form, that is uh, is is first uh, yes the art the story but second it's fandom i've always loved fandom uh yeah. but but as an observer right comics journal comics reader uh comics buyer's guide um comic scene anything in any fanzine zine uh, rockets blast like i love fandom but uh, i would never even consider writing a letter to a fanzine for publication I, or, or any kind of commentary it was maybe it's it's that I'm a taker not a giver in that respect I I, I read these fanzines for for decades uh, the long-running ones right and I enjoyed every page of them but um as far as contributing to the discussion no it's just that when, when YouTube asks pirates came along uh, something <laughs> changed and I don't know what it is so maybe the fact that I like telling you guys my thoughts is, is uh, um, what's, what's kept me around for so long again uh, very hypocritical If fandom is, is one of my favorite aspects then how can I say why should we give a shit what other people think obviously I did for decades so uh, right. Well, on that
0: front why don't you tell us something that's floating your boat oh boy
1: well, um if I go long on this, m- maybe you I'll did bre- read
0: 1700 pages. Yeah,
1: maybe I'll break it up. I mean, and and it doesn't really have to all be delineated because a lot of the joy of this is is in the uh the masterful writing of uh, a lot of fucking pages dude. It is. <laughs> so and you know Christ. what, uh, unlike uh it's an atypical manga because it's there you don't have the decompression that you have in other things. Uh storylines begin quickly and um fade into the distance equally fast like it's not one of those i'm gonna throw a punch on page three and by page 22 it's eventually going to connect right that this is not in the traditional uh super decompressed manga format um but the the writing i think is masterful because on the one hand it is brutal as fuck there are incidents and events in this thing that are as disturbing as anything i've ever read but then the book has a a tenderness and a soul and a heart that's like wow how can you juggle those two balls simultaneously sometimes right within the same scene you'll you'll have something that's just utterly corrupt and horrible and then it's 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 buttressed by this beautiful heartfelt Emotion—it's—it's it's amazing. Uh, I'm—I'm I'm talking about the uh, writer artist Kentaro Miura, and the uh, book in question is Berserk. And I read volumes uh, two, three, and four. That's in the Dark Horse Deluxe Edition, the big ass. $50 hardcovers with the very thankfully uh added ribbon bookmark <laughs> because I, I think you need them with this. There's there's a lot of pages in these things and there there uh there is a lot of dialogue in some passages. There's also a lot of sword fights and a lot of battles and stuff. So, you know, it it it's been compared to um Lord of the Rings the 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 trilogy of movies and and I can see that right there's there's a lot of big sweeping grand uh, uh combat gestures and then there's these little intimate moments between two or three people and it's it's wonderful um I talked about volume 1 a while ago and since then I've amassed volumes 2 3 and 4 I got to get back on the train um and I saw them on the bookshelf and I was like wow I was so into Volume 1. Let's uh let's go back in because I have a lot of reading to do. And I did over the weekend and um it it's it's the continuing story of Guts, the the young man that was um uh, found uh, jettisoned from his mother on the battlefield and taken in by a man named Gambino. He's not childish, but um raised on the battlefield. The kid is a is a mercenary. He's a He's an animal. He's a sword-fighting motherfucker that chooses to use this gigantic, uh, impossibly long sword. Um, And he wants, as he grows, right, um, he wants nothing to do than to earn the approval of his surrogate father, uh, Gambino. But Gambino's an asshole, right? Because he sells, uh, at at the beginning of volume two, uh the kid adores gambino uh guts just wants to make uh this dude happy and just get some kind of recognition as yeah you know kid you're all right uh it doesn't get that um gambino actually sells him as a sex toy uh this giant black man named donovan uh that's in the uh the employ of this um gambino sells he he buys guts for three silver coins. And he um he rapes them, right? In in his little tent. <laughs> so it's it's you know, it's not off to a good start with guts. Uh he uh in the first volume, Guts doesn't like to be touched at all. And now you find out why, right? Because he was he was mangled and manipulated by this huge black man. Like, I don't even want to think about it. But um Guts gets his comeuppance he eventually plugs uh, Donovan with a crossbow bolt um, on the battlefield, and, he's, and he, he doesn't believe that Gambino would ever sell him. And he jams his, his, uh, the, the point of his sword in uh, Donovan's mouth, and he's like, say it, say it. Who, who did you buy me from? Say it. And he kills him. He, he brutally kills him with uh, uh, the tip of his sword. And um turns out that, yeah, Gambino sold him. And in the, the confrontation, um, Guts eventually, uh, uh, some say accidentally. It, it does look like he accidentally did it. Um, but when you find out that the person you're supposed to uh, that you look up to most in the world sold you for three silver coins do you really accidentally kill them right <laughs> it, it wasn't how could you say it was an accident maybe you didn't on on the surface level maybe you didn't really intend it but you did it you killed him so he kills Gambino and he gets in trouble with uh, Gambino's men and he runs away and he he eventually um runs into Griffith. Uh, the leader of the band of the the Hawk. And um, Griffith is, there's a lot of androgyny in this series. Griffith is a very fae-looking man. He's a very pretty man, uh, long, flowing blonde hair. Uh, but he's the leader of a band of mercenaries, and they're really, really good at what they do, right? So again, Gambino uh, is out of the picture, and here comes Griffith, right? So, what does uh, Guts want to do? He just wants to earn the approval of of this Griffith guy, and that is a theme for hundreds and hundreds of pages uh, between these these three volumes. He, Guts just wants to be uh, the light in Griffith's eye, and, and he 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 gets there, but initially Griffith bests him on the battlefield and he says okay i owe, i own you you're mine you do what i say and he joins the the, the band of the hawk and they have many many adventures together um uh, one of the other members of the the band of the hawk is a young lady named Casca, and uh she adores griffith too she looks up to him it's like all right what's your story young lady well um she was uh as a young girl she was about to be raped and griffith gave her the means to rise up and defend herself the dude's on top of her he's got her shirt open he's (laughs) you know and griffith threw her a sword and she she fucking killed her attacker as anyone would right so griffith gave her the means to to help herself um you know, rise up and now she's devoted to him. She's, and she's, she's a beautiful young lady, uh, dark skin, uh, has like a, a, tomboy haircut because she's, she's captain of, of, uh, you know, the hawks. And it's very odd for a, a young lady to be, uh, not only seen on the battlefield, but to be a captive or, uh, sorry, a captain of anything. So she kind of looks boyish, but she's gorgeous—big, big, big, big eyes—and um, uh, yeah, in between gaining fame and recognition as the band of the hawk, um, because with each successive victory, Griffith's renown spreads, right? And so does guts. Oh, you're that dude with the giant sword, man! Ah, oh, I've heard about you. You, you you you're an ass kicker you're you're mean, you're good, you know so they they come to the attention of um uh the king of midland right, and the king's like, all right, come on, i got something for you to do um I want you to go take that 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 fortress sack that that fortress right so okay uh they they uh they're successful at everything they do, the band of the hawk, but they get near the or in the the boundary of the fortress and there's guys running out of this room and they're like holy shit no we don't go in there you go in there you're gonna die uh there's this giant thing in there it's nasty it's bad don't go in there and guts is like the fuck is this god come on and he and griffith go in right and it's in 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 1700 pages it was the highlight for me visually Um, there are, there are things that happen within the narrative that are, I think, more, um, rewarding and surprising, but visually, nothing tops this sequence because there's a creature within this edifice called Nosferatu Zad. How cool is that? Right? And, and initially, he's like this, he looks kind of like Hank McCoy, the beast, a little bit. He's got the, the, the furry, spiky hair going on with the ears and, you know, the, the, the pointy. Are you
0: talking like, like legit beast or Steve N- Sanders'
1: beast? No, legit beast, He's but he's All bigger. Right, okay, he's carry, carry on. No, he's carry on. much bigger. He's like a giant-looking beast, right? And he's apparently uh, an immortal because he's never been defeated on the battlefield. And Guts walks in, and he's looking around, looking around, and he sees these guys running after him. They're trying to kill it. And the guy's whoop. This Nasferatu just flicks them away, like they're nothing to him. They last maybe seconds. There's body parts all over the place, heads, like guts all strewn all over, and and Guts is like, alright, well he doesn't care. He's he knows he's good. He goes in and he he lasts far longer than anyone else has lasted before. And is like, What the hell? Like you no human has ever lasted this long with me. And in the, in the battle, he turns from this giant Hank McCoy looking beast thing. He transforms. He gets these massive Baphomet horns coming out, right? And he, he has bat wings. Like the thing is visually amazing. It's just plain superb. And, and the way, um, he's depicted, right? Uh, Miura will, will go in with the brush and he'll do this really delicate cross hatching on some and then on other panels he'll do this rough and bad these big big swaths of black like it's gorgeous it just it is a visual feast this battle and i was just amazed by it like it it propelled me through the rest of the volume into the next one and um zod shows up again at a very crucial Uh, point i won't reveal when or why but you know if you read volume two and you get off on this nosferatu zod guy you'll see him again okay so again the but griffith is wounded pretty bad in the battle and uh nosferatu he he does a little bit of prophecy as these big Immortal creatures would like to do. They they spew this prophecy. You'll see this this time. And this will happen. And well, then you'll know, you motherfucker. And he goes away, right? Uh, and so because uh, Griffith got wounded, Casca and other members of the Band of the Hawk, they're like, Guts, you're an asshole. Look what you did. Like, our leader's now wounded. And what the hell? Are you stupid? Uh, but he, you know, griffith knows that guts is the only reason why he's still breathing right so um and so on and so forth there's um uh griffith's renown is building but he's a commoner right again we talked about this last episode with ibrahim there's there's so much value uh with certain uh, cultures that that is uh seen in the lineage, the blood, the purity of the blood, right? I think it's all bullshit, but you know, I guess blood's important. Pedigree is it, it matters to some people. So you know, th- he's a leader of the band of the hawk and he's he's rising and they're saying, Oh, he's he, look at this. The the citizens love him. Uh the king and his beautiful daughter, Princess Charlotte, you know, they think he's just the greatest thing ever, right? So um there's this um next in line to the throne is this guy named Lord Julius, right? And um he's like fuck this. I'm not dealing with it. I'm just going to have the guy killed. So, um it just so happens that there's this this event coming up called the Autumn Hunt, right? And everybody's going to be hunting foxes and boar and and all these 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 this game and, you know, uh uh an errant crossbow Ah, it's, you know, nature of the beast, right? There's this shit flying all over the battlefield out there, uh, or the hunt field. I, you never know when you're going to get taken out. So here's what I, I want you to do. I want you to, 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 on the sly, I'm going to dip this crossbow in poison. I want you to take out Griffith, right? Um, so Griffith is all over the princess. He's like, Oh, yeah. Mm. He's, and she, he's macking and she's loving it. And Twang, he gets pierced by the crossbow bolt and they're all like okay (laughs) he's going down right and he does go down but something saved him and i told you about when i talked about um volume one the egg of the king he wears it around his neck it's called the behelet it's this egg that has eyeballs on it and lips and it's anthropomorphic but it's an egg and he wears it around his neck and he doesn't know exactly what it'll do but it's very important to him ascending um where he wants to be because when griffith was was a kid he lived in squalor and back alleys and just uh destitute he he, very bad and he would look up on the hill and he'd see the, the the castle and he'd be like i'm gonna have that one of these days i'm gonna get that that's what i want i want my own kingdom right so that's the dream um so he's saved by this behelit, uh and griffith's like okay you, you want to play it that way uh i will have my revenge and he he tells guts to take out lord julius and guts does because he knows nothing more than how to swing that damn sword he loves swinging that sword he only feels like himself when he's swinging that sword because of all the shit that happened to him right in his life the rape and the the murders and like everything you know so he he loves to he loves the violence uh so he does he goes into um lord julius's chamber uh, uh but he didn't plan all that well because after he kills lord julius uh lord julius's 12 year old son adonis enters the room And uh, Griffith can't, or not Griffith, um, Guts can't have any witnesses, right? He sees him. What does he got to do? He kills the 12-year-old kid. That's fucked up shit. And Guts didn't want to do it, right? But he had to because if they traced it back to Griffith, the jig would be up. So uh, he kills the 12-year-old kid. So not only scarred because he was raped at a young age, not only scarred because, uh, you know, he has no parents and the people that he looks up to, you know, disavow him, uh now he has killed a 12-year-old kid. <laughs> it's just layer upon layer of fucking guilt on this guy. It's crazy. Um, but uh, I-, I could talk more about it later. There's a lot more to talk about, but I don't want to bogart the time. So that was kind of... um berserk volume two uh maybe a little bit into three yeah
0: and i'll talk more about it but let's just move how, how on how would you how would you rank berserk relative to some of the other long-form manga that you've read oh i don't uh yeah i was thinking that that
1: very thought myself um i love a lot of manga right and this is an anomaly on a lot of levels uh because it's it, 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 structurally, it does not walk the walk that n- normal manga does, right? There, there, this gets to the point, and, and I'm saying that having read <laughs> 1700 pages, right? Uh, it, 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 let's just put it this It gets to the point faster, a lot faster than some of the manga I'm, I'm accustomed to reading, right? Um, it's not Pluto. It, there's, there's very, I mean, there are subtleties, but it's not, it's not born of of, of subtleties, right? The, the, it's very visceral, and and that's which is why I like it. There's a lot of sex and a lot of nudity in it. There's, uh, I said, there's the the undercurrent of uh, androgyny. There's a lot of, there's a good amount of of homosexuality in it. Uh, uh, and that, it, at one point, um, Griffith was was manipulated by uh, an older gentleman who. Who, uh, Griffith thought it'd be a good idea if he just, um, relinquished himself to his, the, the wanton ways of this guy and, and he, he slept with him, right? And they're all like, what did you do? Like, why'd you do that? Listen,
0: we've all been there. I mean, I, I right? don't know
1: about that, but it plays out because later on in the story, Griffith goes up against this guy. He's a, he's like the leader of the opposing forces and he totally manipulates him based on the history. He, the the guy won't kill him because he wants another night in the sack with Griffith, and Griffith knows this and uses it to his advantage. Like it, uh, so maybe it is more subtle than I'm giving it credit for. I don't know. Uh, I I just think if I had a rank Berserk, I'm it's like top, it's a top ten manga, very easily. I I have no qualms about saying that it's it's definitely a top ten. Yeah, that's big praise. Yeah, I think so.
0: Where would it rank for you, Dap?
2: <laughs> Easy top five.
0: Dap's just over there on mute, just 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 crushing the, the alcohol, just just pounding it. No, I I I
1: actually love it. I love it a lot, and I, I have to thank um, some of, some of the the patrons who who sent me books, and um, I I'm I'm trying to get back on the train. The thing about in stock or not in stock trades dcbservice.com is that if they have a book and it's in stock you can't add it to your order you have to make a special order uh, Mm -hmm. a separate order for it which it kills me i don't understand that at all but whatever Uh, i guess they want to get paid right now i don't know how it works Mm -hmm. but um so they have volume five which is the next one in line but it's in stock so (laughs) preach yourself yeah, I, I, whatever, I guess. Um, and it, you can't get it for a better price anywhere. I mean, 30 bucks for uh, a $50 book, that's not bad. Ribbon Bookmark, I, I just love the format, and I, I didn't read it as it was initially coming out in single volumes, so I got a lot of catching up. to There's only 39 volumes, I think, in the entire... I love how you said only. Well, that's yeah. not bad for a manga, right? Look at one. How do you
2: compare it to One Piece.
1: One Piece is almost on a hundred. I think ninety eight was. Just,
0: but you're talking about. Th- you're talking about tens of thousands of pages. It's well worth it. It's
1: re- the art is just gorgeous. My God, yeah. is it gorgeous? Yeah. Um, you know, let's keep going. I can come back to this. I, I got a lot more to talk about Berserk. And I was thinking, all right, we pride ourselves on having a pretty uh, broad. Taste range and th- the stuff we bring to the show, uh, we like to mix it up. Like one episode, you know, we'll do this from a big two. Next episode, we'll we'll try some indie in the trenches stuff. Never know what you're gonna get. Right. Well, I don't feel bad just talking about Berserk in this episode because again, seventeen hundred pages, but there's a lot to chew on here. A sure lot. Never feel bad about what you're gonna bring to the, the show. Oh no, I like diversity. is is great. We want to give the people, uh, you know, a lot of choices. I agree. Yeah. Take it away. Talk about something else. Calgon.
0: Mm hmm. By the way, Francisco Mercado Mercado's pumping his fist right now. A whole manga focused segment. <laughs>
1: Manga's the best, man. I'm gonna eventually get caught up on Doctor Stone too. I, I I love it and oh, I have people I have like maybe uh at least ten volumes to read.
0: So I got <laughs> like twelve at least.
1: Okay. Really? So <laughs> you're full you're shit, right? <laughs> uh... you Ah. So the
2: right? um... yeah, I see that. Uh... <laughs> you know, if I was I, gonna.
0: It's I, I I Snapchatted him a picture of my dick. Everybody, that's been. Yeah, so I've been quiet.
2: Um, you're stunned. I was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's like a quail's egg on a pillow The um... Ain't that the truth <laughs> so, um, Well uh, I don't think we give uh, We haven't mentioned Matt Kent in a minute So um, I read the first issue Of Crimson Flower And It is It is a Stunningly Visual, uh, I. It's it's illustrated by Matt Lesniewski, and I I really really um enjoy his work. I um, love what he does with his lines. It's it's insane, and they all make sense, no matter how how weird uh, someone's jacket sleeve may be, or how long someone's beard may be um every line serves a purpose nothing is nothing's wasted there's there's you know we're not crazy with cross hatching and um it just it really tells a story and and uh and, and colors by bill crabtree in this issue but um it's the first of i believe four issues and i'm not going to i i i i hesitated from uh, bringing this up tonight because I think I might just wait until I've read all four issues to talk about it on a whole basically the um, the the story uh, is about a young woman who is on the hunt for someone who she believes. Killed her father while she was in the room when she was a little girl, um, and she. Uh, the story takes place in Russia, uh, primarily St. Petersburg, but um, she works for a pharmaceutical company, and she uh, she's hunting the killer, and and uh, she goes, she visits one of the doctors to um uh as part of her job as 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 a drug rep and uh she asks for the patient's name and he's like oh I can't you know I that's that that's confidential blah blah blah. Um she ends up getting the name out of him and she goes and she visits this person and uh and he tells her a story um about this boy who um who was looking for a job he wanted to be a miner so the miners offered him a job if he could pass a test uh he was to take a torch and go to the very bottom of the mine shaft all alone and if he was brave enough to do this he'd have a job and he would be one of them and she's she's telling the person who she believes killed her father this story um but the uh he the 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 job the the test was basically um was basically if if if, if there was gas down there if, if if anything were to if if it would if the torch would ignite uh it basically wouldn't be safe for the miner so he was he was the canary he just he um and again you know it, it's it's weird because that story just kind of I, I think again once once this is consumed as a whole things are pretty straightforward uh sort of kinda in in this issue but um I think any anything you may not anything you'll have questions about I believe will be answered um Later on, but but when we get to the end of the issue, um, she she finds out, um, you know, what she believed all these years may not actually um, be true. But I also think she's got some issues because when she was talking to the doctor, she views him as a werewolf uh when she's driving in her car she looks up and and there's someone flying through the sky that looks an awful lot like her it's it's just i'm not sure um how much of any of this um is all imagined how what 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 she actually experienced uh if if she actually saw her father murdered in front of her if if um I'm I'm just I'm on board because, you know, it, it's Matt Kinn, so he's definitely going to tell a tale, but but it's Matt's art that has just got me glued to each page and um and I I just I love how confident um I guess I, I I'd say it. again, you know, I'm, I'm looking at I'm looking at her jacket, and there's just there, there's ripples and and rolls of of fabric, like, like more than there would actually be involved in the making of this jacket. But you know, it it works. That's just his style. But um, I just it's crazy, and and there's nothing. There's really again, the lines wasted. It's just it's it's done. I mean, he you know, the freak the book he did before it. it very similar style wise and, and even that was it took a second for your eyes to adjust possibly, but but once you knew what you were looking at, uh it was very easy to go along. And I mean and and, and every panel is is packed with I mean every every tile on on the floor is drawn out, the the um the wreck of this kitchen this guy lives in is uh is detailed when 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 she's telling the story about the boy going down the mine shaft there's plenty of detail there this is i can only i it's it, again i i just there, there's parts of it that you know it reminds me of um of dalrymple of uh there, there's just there, there's 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 a hodgepodge of, of creators that I see, of artists that I see when I when I look at this art, um, like yeah, Basil Wolverton, and and I mean, there's just, it's crazy. Some of it was just looks like it belongs in Mad Magazine. Um, some of it looks like um, it might work in 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 a Brandon Graham universe. It's just, it, it's crazy. But I absolutely think um, I'll read each I'll read each issue. As it comes out, I'll read the first issue. I'll read the second issue in my next box. But um, I think we'll see things clearer as uh, as the series progresses, and, and definitely once we get to the conclusion. But I mean, it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy first issue. let say it's a crazy ride. It, it, it's only the first issue. Um, I can't. I I definitely recommend it. I don't know, depending on how much you expect to get out of. Your single issue, I, I don't, I don't know how satisfied you'll be at the end of it. I, I'm completely content with it. I'm just, yeah, as the first issue goes, setting things up. I think, uh, I think Matt and Matt do great work together. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the second issue. Again, did this absolutely looks amazing. I don't, um, I don't know how well the story. I, I don't know if someone. I mean, we've we've had. Matt tell stories that he's drawn, and we've had stories Matt tell that other artists have, have handled. And I don't know if if Crimson Flower would work well if if Matt got someone, if if Kim got someone else to draw this, or if someone else was writing it for for Lusniewski to draw. I just I really think this is this is a really strong first issue for for my money. I was really happy with it, and I know that that's it's kind of a not exactly a, a great review, but I want people to experience this for themselves. Yeah, I, I think I
0: echo a lot of what you said. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, I'm an easy mark for Matt Kent and coming off of Bang, which for me was probably my least favorite thing he's ever written. Yeah. Um, this was a welcome return to form for me. Um, I mean, I agree with you. I think there's definitely some um altered state going on here. Because even in the hmm. beginning, I mean, she's not just selling pharmaceuticals. She is in fact a patient and takes yeah. a, a medicine. We don't know well, exactly. She's gotta know what,
2: what she sells. You know? Yeah,
0: but we don't know exactly what's for, but it's alluded that it's something to do with psychosis. So yeah, I mean I, I think that that um that uh I, you hit the nail on the head with the Wolverton. Like and actually it's I'm glad you said it because Every time I look at Lesniewski's work, I'm like, God, what, like, what is he reminding me of? And, and I think that's exactly – I think he, he's – I think that is – Basil Wolverton is the comp. I think that's the comp. Um, just these really long, misshapen body types, veiny and ugly and big yeah. protrusion, protruding – Spines, and, yeah. Yeah, spines and ears and noses and um, – but I think it's great. I think he's, and and I would dare say, I think there's a stronger sequential storytelling chops in this. than I got from, from freak. Yeah. Um, you know, which was more sort of his own vision from start to finish. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it was terrific and, and, and unusual and arresting and, um, uh, violent, you know, it's mm. definitely gory. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think it was a great first issue. Nice. Vince is taking a dump right now, I think. I am <laughs> right here.
1: Jeez, so dump. <laughs> he, in fact, maybe.
0: I'm in the toilet dungeon.
2: Did he say he was leaving? Just Did he heard you help?
1: mention Matt Kitt. He's like, alright, I got this. Uh... <laughs> no.
2: What do you, you not?
1: Know. Do you not hear me? Um,
2: the let's see.
3: No, he just you hear anything hear I said? No,
2: this is crazy. Um, I Lula's did. or sector number ten, though. Dude, I mean, it's it, we're we're we're, <laughs> we're getting. I mean, we're, we're 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 getting to the conclusion where things are finally starting to. You know, we're seeing where all the pieces fit. Yeah and but i mean the whole setup with with um you know and if if she has to remind somebody she's from brooklyn one more time but she's i mean you know it's she's she's taking no shit i'm and and she's practically running on empty uh, when it comes to to the ring it's yep. it's just i i cannot i'm at the edge of my seat i don't know what more joe can go through um and 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 at this point now she's just she's it's a mission she's 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 got to um, she's got to solve this and, yeah and and, uh, and it's just
0: another another issue that inter, interweaves very real twenty twenty one U S social issues into it you know with this time with 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 voter tampering you know yeah I mean, yeah yeah like literally you know the the acts are like. We can't, you can't do it this way. We don't, we don't have the means to appear physically and vote. We need to be able to vote online. Like, it's not fair. You're gonna, and it's like, I hear you, sister. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, so says a lot of people of, of, of color in the South, uh, when they try and cast their, all right. It's like, yeah, I, I, I love that, 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 uh, that NK is, is interweaving. And, you know, listen, it's on the nose, it's not like it's hidden, you, it's yeah. there for you but I, I appreciate that she's she's interweaving these things unapologetically and brazenly um in the middle of a very
2: awesome science fiction cop story um you know so yeah memes are currency i mean it's yeah it, there, there's so much that it's it's so of this time if um you know someone reading this uh in twenty years the way they would read about you know Roy. Speedy being, you know, a drug addict, you know, there, there's just certain things which are just like, so this was, this was really a thing back then, and and yeah, I mean, yeah, there, there are things in this, in, in this comic book that uh, that are very reflective of what's going on in this country, and um, and it's not, it, it she's not wrapping it up in in, you know, a, a nice tidy bow where you know it's it's she's not really making it presentable or palatable, you know, palatable where someone could be like taking there's no spoonful of sugar here she's she, like you said she's not subtle about it and and um it's the actions and the words used in in this book are um very reflective of of the current state and i you know jamal's work is i know we just read number 10 number 11 is in the current preview so it's it's, yeah. it's you know it, it it you got a couple months before between so but um yeah, you know, if if that's what it takes to for the consistency to continue then then I'm all for it but um yeah, it's 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 been a hell of a ride and it hasn't you know, it it's if if she told the complete story in six issues I I'm not saying I probably would have felt gypped, but knowing how more we would have gotten, you know, being able to tell the full 12-issue story, um how fleshed out these these worlds are and the people that live in it um you know there hasn't been nothing's really felt like filler every issue has has served a purpose and and continued the story along i mean and, and we we didn't get her origin really until like halfway through so um i love that we were introduced to a new lantern and just thrown into it without any any baggage we knew about she told other people like offhandedly it wasn't uh there were no there was no caption boxes telling you know who this person is and, and how they got here this was everything happened as it happened we were shown things in flashbacks but um you know this is her story that that she's telling so um i i absolutely adore it i really really hope we get a uh we get a nice hardcover of it
0: i think it's likely 12 issues right
2: yeah like, i mean i i want to say the like,
0: main dcu it's... so
2: yeah. it's 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 the young animal stuff. I don't know how much yep. of the young animal stuff got collected and how. Um yeah, I I just uh and I know the Harley digital first is a trade. Uh yeah, black white and so, red. Yeah. Yeah. I it's it's a bummer. But you know, I mean it's 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 fine, but it it's uh I, I something like the far sector, I think, is deserving of uh of the hardcover.
1: I don't think any of the young animal books got hardcovers, so um, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm guessing. Did any that, of them
2: get collected though?
1: Yeah, yeah, all it of did? them. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm guessing that the far sector will be a trade. I think someone in the in the Slack mentioned that it would be a trade, and they're like, "Okay, at least we're getting something."
0: So uh, that's some horseshit.
2: Yeah. How I mean, she's, how she, she's published? She's pu- I mean, that. Listen, all right, Yeah, Gerard Way. Of course, you know, has has his CV all all set up, but but I mean, this is this is an actual. I mean, she's NK has hardback novel series on on the shelves. It's it, There there are certain things I would expect. Like if, if you're going to if if you're going to um, court a a an author, I would hope that. When it came time to reprinting the work, at least initially, yeah. um, you would say, "Hey, you know, when 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 this book gets collected, I would, I, I hope, I don't listen. This is me armchair quarterbacking the shit out of it. I, I I know what I would love to see, and I would hope that you know DC would treat it that way. But I I can honest, I, I can absolutely say, I, I would expect to see if Young Animal has a history of just doing trades. I can without a doubt. I mean, I'm just glad we haven't gotten you know. Three, four issue collections
3: uh,
2: mm-hmm. uh, to, to date. You know, if, if it's just one, one, if it's in one collection, that's great. Would I prefer a hardcover? Yes. Will I take a trade? No doubt. But, uh, and well, you know, if a hardcover is out a year later, will I double dip? More than likely. But um, I know what I would like, but I know what I should expect. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm a little worried.
1: Like, how close is it? Uh, how closely is it steeped in, in current events? Because if it's significantly so, I'm probably not going to read it. I mean, I know you guys are grooving on it, but
0: if, if, it, if it's a mirror well, for our time... That depends if you view things like election tampering and systemic racism as current events or just something that always has existed
1: well no yeah. but they've bubbled to the surface uh
0: recently like extremely so mm, i would again argue that white folks awareness of them as issues that exist yeah okay is, is current I get it. yeah no well i get, but my point is is like they're of the moment but i think they're timeless but, yes, it's very—it's her unapologetically dealing with the okay. issues that are very much in play right now that we're all finally awake to. Right. So it's my Twitter feed in space. Uh, <sighs> hmm. I mean, is it social and political? Yes. Is it, you know, is it um, a Ta-Nehisi Coates op-ed? No. I mean, like, it's... It's a really well done, beautifully drawn science fiction cop drama um, that, like all good dramas, pulls from current events to make it feel pertinent. It's um, no
2: different than you know what Star Trek has done in the past. Yeah,
0: that's a good comp. Yeah, yeah, that's a good comp. Yep, yep. Did
1: you lo- did, learn a new word for this episode?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you Bring said us. you
1: said comp well, like twice. Yeah. Two different times. We got to get it going in at the end. I'll say something. (laughs) You say come. I love you so much. Don't get mad at me. Sometimes it's
3: mutual.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, Before we move on, I guess I'll wrap up on Berserk. Uh, And this is where it, it treads into Vince P category. Right, time I mean, time
0: like a ticking clock. Music. It's true.
1: Um, there's really strange, uh, strangely named groups of of, of uh, warriors in this thing. There's there's a, a group called the Blue Whale Ultra Heavy Armored Fierce Assault Annihilation Night Corps. <laughs> right, and it's so silly, and they all have aquatic looking armor because they're the blue whale ultra heavy armored so they're they're animal based armor like then there's later on there's the holy purple rhino knights uh that their armor mimic rhinoceroses right so while battling this blue whale ultra heavy armored fierce assault annihilation knight core uh uh, Guts and Casca are separated from the rest of the Band of the Hawk they fall off a cliff and then they're surrounded at one point by at least a hundred warriors and Casca's not herself she, she hadn't been herself the whole battle she's not fighting the way she usually fights she's weak, she's distracted she's, she's really off her game and um uh it turns out she's she's on her period <laughs> and so that just fucks up her entire MO uh so what does guts do well he defends her right he 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 battles for his his friend and this is where the 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 story kicks into high gear because he alone like he'll step in front of her he'll take arrows for her, he he kills basically a uh, hundred or more guys in defense of of casca and there's a bond there that uh, like he nurses her at one point in the the sequence he nurses her back to health um and he's 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 like oh man she's burning up and he takes all her clothes off um and she's she's beautiful and then he he covers her with like like uh leaves and stuff and when he does he gets blood on his finger and that's when he realizes like Oh, I get it, lady stuff, you know. Um so she lets him in a little bit, he lets her in. Like they cuz they butted heads for hundreds of pages. They didn't they just didn't get a, like each other or get along, but the 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 uh, playing field is start starting to level out here. So, um uh, Griffith has this Machiavellian eye on this on the prize, right? He's got this long game. He wants a kingdom. How best to get a kingdom? He just eliminated Lord Julius, next in line for the throne, right? So now the only thing standing between him and the king is what? Princess Charlotte, right? So uh, at one point, there's this, um, there's been a hundred year war, this long battle between the, the Midland and these Tudor people, um, and the, the sticky wicket was this fortress called Fortress Doldry. And the the Midland forces could never take it. It was this this glittering jewel that they could never capture, no matter what they did. And it's like it, it has it's it's achieved this legendary status as this impregnable fortress, like nobody can get this thing ever. And so the King of Midland says, "All right, let's send Griffith and his dudes in. Like, what what do we got to lose? They're so great. Let's let's get them in there. I have confidence in this young attractive Fay man." And his forces let's let him go in and, and and take this thing, and that's when uh Griffith uses his past night of feigned passion with this pig to uh his advantage, and he does take the fortress, so wow, the king just loves Griffith like he is the dude, anything he does is awesome uh we I'm just, he's my man, but um in the meantime guts is like you know what this is not for me uh i've stayed here long enough uh i'm gonna uh i'm gonna tell griffith that i just i've had enough i gotta go do my own thing like i don't want to be a cog in somebody else's machine i want to i don't be my own machine i got my own dreams i want to go do them thanks you know but i got I'm, i'm out i'm done and he tells Casca, Koska, and Casca's like, you, you you can't leave. And she said, yeah, yes, I can. So he tells Griffith, and Griffith's like, wait, remember when I told you way, way, way back in that I own you? Like, you're, you're my property. You're not going anywhere. And Guts is like, yeah, I don't think so. So they throw down, and Guts, uh, without maiming uh, Griffith, he beats him. And so Griffith is like, he doesn't know how to take it. 'Cause he's like been flawless up until this point. He he's won every battle, he's achieved every he's climbed every mountain, right? You know? And then this guy who he considers, you know, his friend because of his prowess, he lets him in because he's so good at what he does, he couldn't consider someone of lesser status a friend. Um he's, he's he, he it breaks him. It breaks Griffith. Like he's in a stupor and he goes to it's raining, it's a the scene is set really well. It's raining, it's windy, and all that shit. And he goes to Princess Charlotte's window, and he's tapping on it. She's like, Oh, uh, what's wrong? You know, and uh, he's got her in her bedchambers. And one thing leads to another, right? And Griffith takes the, the young lady's flower. Mm. Right? So Daddy comes to the door, her bedchamber door, the next morning, and he's like, because a, a handmaiden looked in and saw through the keyhole. She's a she's a freak. She looked through the keyhole and she saw Griffith with Princess Charlotte and he's like she's oh. So she tells someone and someone else tells someone and the king eventually finds out about it and he's like, What the fuck? And he goes and he knocks on her door and he goes in, and he's like, Whoa, what have you been up to? And she's like, Nothing, hey, I'm all right, get out of my bedchamber, I'm a young lady and he pulls the sheet back and he sees the blood on the on the sheet and he's like, Son of a bitch like And so he puts two and two together, and he has Griffith tortured.
3: Damn.
1: Yeah. Um, But Griffith knows how to read people, and he knows how to play people. So he's like, yeah, I had your daughter, uh, but I know I can tell that you really wanted to have her. And the guy's like, that's preposterous. And he's like, nah, you know, you really... You really wanted her? You 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 you're, you're, you're a, a, an amoral, you know, fuckstick. You just you wanted to get 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 down with your daughter, and he's like torture this man. And so the king goes back to his daughter's room, <laughs> and what does he do? She's sleeping, right? He starts feeling her up. So yeah. Griffith got in his in the king's head. He knew what he would do. He starts feeling his daughter up, right? And she's like, eh, she's sleeping, right? Eh, and he pulls down her, 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 her top and he's like licking her nipples. Like, this is his daughter. It's his friggin' daughter, mm, right? Yeah. And then, so he, he, has his hand on her on both knees and he starts prying her legs apart like like, yeah and so she no 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 she she the princess slams the fuck out of his face with the with her heel to the point where like she i think he loses an eye it looks to me like he loses an eye his teeth are all broken he loses an eye. like this is great stuff meanwhile you got this this freak in the dungeon that's um he's got a cleft palate just like a a, a a a real misshapen kind of dude who gets off on the torture, he's torturing the shit out of Griffith. Meanwhile, a year goes by. Guts just leaves, so a whole year goes by, and and Guts does his thing in the mountains, and the band of uh, the the hawk is is on you know in sad, very sad state, right? Because uh, they lost their leader, they lost their guiding light. Hawk comes back. And Casca's like, you dickhead, where the hell were you? And they get busy. And it's very, very tender. And, and they're together and, and they reveal that, you know, yeah, maybe I'm mis- kind of misjudged you a little bit. And, 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 and they, they have intercourse. <laughs> but while they're having intercourse, Guts has a flashback to, what would you think Guts has a flashback to? Donovan, yeah. Donovan raping him. And he puts his hands around Casca's throat and he starts to choke her out. <laughs> and it's just like, can this guy have any joy in his life? Like, what the hell? But it only makes it only draws her closer to him, right? Because she's like, he tells her, "It's like, oh my god, I'm sorry, this happened to me like way back when." And and it just, I don't know, it just I guess the the intimacy triggered it, and it, I'm sorry. And she she gets, she's like, oh. Like, because he's revealing himself to her. This is a guy who didn't, prior to this, like, the only thing she knew about this dude is he never wanted anyone to touch him. And now he's revealing, he's opened up his soul to this girl. And so she's like, uh uh-uh, I I kind of like this. You know, so uh, at the end of Volume 3, like, they're a thing. They're together, and it's weird because he's never expressed interest in anyone other. Like, I'm telling you, the, the layers on this this story are, are awesome um I won't reveal anymore but I've read more but I won't reveal anymore because there's there's you know there's big doings in this book but it's all just amazingly drawn just um, wow um Miura can draw he's he's uh as adept with uh inanimate things like castles and and chairs and and uh you know uh costumery than he is <laughs> with the human form like is gorgeous she's lithe, she's slender um but wow she's just absolutely gorgeous and the uh the battles are amazing i, I if, you know if you're looking for a long form fantasy um manga i think this is this is the one to get it's just great um yeah i i rank it as if i only had if, uh, my only drawback is i only have two thumbs to raise up yeah because if i I'll use my big toes so I have four four thumbs up it's just wonderful i like again, I don't know how it would connect with you guys, but it's got my world like all aflame I think it's it's just great
2: I yeah. love it yeah,
1: and I got to get my high ends on the guidebook there's a berserk guidebook that I guess oh, shit. that I guess lists all the the factions and and races and and creatures and all that sh- there's a giant snake thing <laughs> that it th- th- at one point it's walking through the forest like and it's higher than the trees you see it in shadow and there's a human head poking out of the mouth of this cobra looking giant snake thing so serpent squad or serpent society <laughs> i don't know could be <laughs> yeah i appreciate your attempt to draw me in i know it it's a it's a very costly proposition 'Cause you're talking at least uh thirteen fifty dollar hardcovers. God dang. Yeah. You're in, you're you know, it's not cheap to read Berserk. At least not in this form. So mm-hmm. if you can get it for D C from D C B S, it'll cost you thirty. You're still talking at least four hundred bucks. Oof. Yeah. Mercy. But in my opinion, worth every damn penny. And that's, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Mm-hmm. And I hope you have a lot of shelf space, because you'll need it. So much of it. I hope you do. All of it. Yep. Well, there you go. What say ye, boys? Let me check the clock on the wall. I didn't even look at it. All right. We're, we're two and a half.
0: We, you know what? You don't need a lot of shelf space to have, but we all have it, and we're all glad that we do. I think I know what you're going to talk about clusterfucks comics number one exactly
1: yeah yeah right
3: you know i gotta have a talk with
1: my man i think he uh he didn't price accordingly on this you mean he underpriced i think so because i I looked at the the um the postage that he we paid for this Mm -hmm. and you know the total package Mm,
2: yeah
1: yeah, i I think he he needs to charge a little more
2: shut up after the third issue
0: all right whatever well, as you as you uh, lovingly pimped last week uh, on the show, uh, and we of course of course echoed that, uh, we're speaking about our good lo- long time friend of the show and friend in general, Cameron Hathaway's uh, indie comic. Uh, his self published comic. It's an anthology. Uh, this was issue number one. We all bought it last week. As, as did many of you, by the way. So kudos. Cam hit us up and said that uh, after we talked about the show, that first day, orders were, like, very, very high. And he was very excited. So that's really cool. Um, but uh, it, it's, it's for, for those of you that know Cam, not a surprise, but, but I'm sure most of you listening don't know him yet personally. Um, he is a true lover of Indie, with a capital I, Comics. Your mini comics, your zines, your stuff that you know you're only going to find on the shelf of a store in a city where the creator dropped it off because he doesn't have the distribution. Right. or you know, That kind of thing. Yeah. He really loves and adores the the most expressive indie part of the comics industry and medium. Um, it's what really floats his boat the most, and uh, he's always been a, a definitely a source of recommendations for me in that in that world. I always keep an eye out for things when he shouts them out with a lot of love I'm always make a little mental note to try and track them down when, when, and if I can online. Um, and this was, um, and I don't think I'm speaking out of school cause he talks about it on, in the book and, and in the opening. I mean, he was, he was like many people, unfortunately furloughed during COVID by his company. Um, and, and to his credit, he acknowledges that that was a super stressful situation, understandably. um, And while he had some time during that process, he created some comics to, to help deal with his stress and express himself and also to give himself something as a creative outlet to do. Um, And I think like any good anthology, it is a great mix of different voices that are funny and serious and political and, and goofy and sophomoric and ridiculous and, I just think it's 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 the kind of thing that um that is a joy to read because it is honestly just a bunch of people 99% of us have never heard of telling their stories with reckless abandon because they want to with no expectation beyond that. They just want to get the stories out there into the universe for their own volition and hopefully enough people come across it and enjoy it all the better, you know? And, uh, I don't know what y'all thought about it, but I loved it. I, I really thought that the, um, I can't separate like how much of my love for it comes from knowing Cam personally, you know, particularly the, 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 the stories that he writes and draws, but, but either way, like I think on its own merits, I really thought it was like, like any good indie anthology. It was thought provoking. It was, um, arresting at times. I think the the visuals were definitely, um, unique, uh, but, but definitely not of like a, um, like not of a quality that would lead you to say, oh, well, what are they doing this for? It was more of a, oh, this is cool. Like, this is definitely an, an oddball way to cartoon and I'm, I'm feeling it. I'm vibing with it, you know? Um, like, in particular, like, the, the UFO Brothers story. Um, I really dug that visually. I thought that was a lot of... Like, that was... I definitely was vibing on that. Um, but I thought it was great. I mean, it was... It's a quick read. It's what... um ish uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's one story that Cam writes It's very autobiographical about the, the day of his leading up to, and then the day of his getting let go, and, and the the stress of that. And I think he did a masterful job of expressing the, the feel of the stress that that moment caused him. And in particular, like there's the zoom call where where everybody on the team is on the zoom call. And then there's the next day when the zoom calls half full, because half people have been let go. Um, it, it, I just thought it was a really powerful way to combine the reality we're living in right now with COVID with visual storytelling that you're allowed to do with comics. So yeah, I thought it was really great stuff, man, and I, I give him a ton of credit for not only putting it together in a really well packaged. It's it's oversized, right? It's like I don't know the dimensions, but it's would you say like
2: um, it's magazine size?
0: Yeah, like not quite large enough. It's not like not quite treasury sized in terms, of but it's right. it's much bigger than a regular comic. Um, but I I just thought it was great, man. I really did. I I I think it's he should be very proud of 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 it, and I think it speaks very much to who he is as a person and his interests as well. So, um, you know, I, I wasn't familiar with Brian Judge before this, who does a couple stories. Um, I wasn't familiar with Eric Jassick, but I think they all represented in their own ways. Um, and I think the combination of all of it together is, is like, there. I don't think, I think with a lot of anthologies, there's, there's like, catch as catch can. There's stuff that, that I identify with, stuff that I don't. Um, but I felt everything in this book, man, like on some level, it reminded me a lot of, um, I mean, it is different aesthetically, but it reminded me a lot of, of the EOC anthologies, you know, like just in the sense that, that, uh, this is people who love the medium taking an opportunity to tell their, their stories. And these are short stories, a couple pages here or there, you know, I think the longest story is what, like eight pages. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I let you guys talk about it too, but I, I really thought it was great. And I, I, I hope he's as happy with it as, as as we are. Did we lose Vince? No, I'm here.
1: I thought Dap would jump in. Oh.
2: I was going to go after you.
1: I, I thought it was great. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's comics for comics' sake, right? These, these uh, contributors... They don't give a shit that they're not going to sell 100,000 copies. They don't care that they're going to get their name on the news or the latest comics blog. They're just making comics for the sake of making comics. I I thought it was great. Uh, There's one single-page strip that's called Oblivious that's powerful as fuck. It's uh, Cameron Zavala, right? Uh, There's one panel in it that I thought could have been plucked for from uh, Matt Howarth's uh, Au Revoir. That's big, big doings, right? Uh, ha- Cameron's strips are great. I thought the UFO Brothers uh, was by far my favorite strip. Yeah, I loved it. Uh, but like with anthologies, you know, they don't always click. There's some stories that uh, may not hit the mark. Uh, and that's the, per- the the chance you take when you get an anthology. And there was one in here that really didn't, um move me to either side of the dial but that's one in the entire uh magazine which is a really good mm-hmm. uh you know batting average i think uh, no mm-hmm. i'm extremely impressed i think the cover stock is nice and and, and thick and the glossy pages uh production values are, are great you know uh, uh not surprisingly but um like jason said the um cameron's uh zoom meeting is, uh, again, a little bit too close to home, but uh, such is the times in which we live, right? And, it, you know, autobiographical comics are the staple of, of the indie scene, um, and it works, works really well. Um, there's no net here, right? These are guys that are that are flying along, uh, not concerned with whether they're going to slip and fall. They're just doing it. And that's what I love about this. It's, it's great stuff. I love it. And you get a sticker with it, too. <laughs> right? How indie is the sticker? That's that's DIY all the way. You know what? Buy our book. We'll give you a sticker. Love it.
2: The, um... There was... There's a book uh, in the late 80s... Um called anything but Monday and, and I picked it up just for the hell of it. And it's, it, it was an anthology and it was just, it, it, some of the strips in here brought me back to that almost instantly. It's because, you know, it was just people putting things on the page for whatever reason, whatever their motives were, remove them that day, whatever story they wanted to tell, whatever joke they wanted to make. Um, it was for them it was the story that they wanted to tell for whatever reason and you know if you if you grew to a great otherwise you know, turn the page you'll probably find something else you'll like and and that's this reminded me of that i i think uh you know is a bunch of creators that uh i'm not familiar with i i liked a lot of it i think um I'm looking forward to he he says you know he's he's working on issues two and three and and I'm there for him but it's uh it's something like this is is cathartic and it is i think i think necessary for people to get this out of their system to 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 commit it to the paper and and publish it um, but also for people who might not be confident or I don't want to say strong enough, but, but who aren't willing, who aren't, who aren't able to express what they're going through during this time themselves. And, and, and again, you know, going to, to Cameron's story specifically, but you know, there are things that uh, if you see other people make that leap, then maybe, you know, you're obviously not alone. And, um, and, you know, we've, we've never, we know that, we're we all know people in 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 some way shape or form who have been affected by the last year and um it is it fucking sucks and uh and any anything that i and we can do to to help um shine a little bit of light or 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 alleviate uh some of that that stress um um I'm more than, than happy to help out where I can. And um this was yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't I went in thinking, you know, I'm I'm helping Cam out. You know, this is this is cool. He's doing something, but then I read it and I was just like, this is fucking fantastic. Like I I never would have expected for for, you know what I did, I would get something like this back and um it's 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 a great just compilation of just people putting their thoughts out there. And, uh, and I, I'm, like I said, I'm looking forward to more cause I, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this a lot and I want to see more of more from the people that, uh, that worked on this, whether it's, it's Miguel or, or Eric or of course, Cam. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy that, uh, it sucks. I want to say I'm happy this exists, but it exists because of of circumstances that uh, no one really wished on anyone. So it's it can be bittersweet, but um, out of out of that fucking like the last year we we got something like this. It's um, I'm going to take the silver linings when I can.
1: Nice, yeah. It it, it was uh, awesome. Good. I can't wait for the next two. Right. Yes, indeed. Cool beans!
0: All right, everybody. Hey. No, no. Oh. Go what? Ahead. No. What are you saying? I was going to say, you know what else people can't wait for?
2: What's that? Book of the month. Yes, that's why I had to tab up, yo. Um. So it's 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 February. Um, we've got uh got a couple weeks left in the month, but you only have until uh five o'clock today because you I'm gonna say today because. This is going to be released Friday. Um, so we only have until um five PM Eastern. I think I, I think I said it for five four or five o'clock. Um, to vote on one of these eleven Marvel graphic novels. And oh what's a Marvel graphic novel? Well you'll find out when we do the episode. But uh these are all books published sometime uh in the eighties. Um I don't know if we have really any going into the '90s, but um, but the '11 R, the Aladdin Effect, by David McAllini and Greg LaRoque, Alien Legion: A Gray Day to Die by Mm -hmm. Carl Potts and Alan Zemitz and Frank Sirocco, Uh, Cloak and Dagger: Predator and Prey by Bill Mantlo and Larry Stroman, Conan the Reaver by Oh, shit, I don't have first names. Is it Don Carr, Vince? Which Carr is it?
1: Um, all I know is it's John Severin. I don't right. care about the yeah, right name. Which is why
2: you picked Don it up. Okay, so. Don, Don, yep. All right, go me. Uh, Doctor Strange, Into Shambhala <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. by Jane day and Dan Green, which looks gorgeous. Oh, uh, yeah. The Futurians by Dave Cockrum. Mm-hmm. Heartburst by Rick Veach. The Punisher, Assassin's Guild, by Joe Duffy and Arnie Zafino. Yep. Star Slammers, by none other than Mr. Walt Simonson. Double True. Void Indigo, by Steve Gerber and Val Meyrick And Confirm. And Wolverine, Nick Fury, The Scorpio Connection, by Archie Goodwin and Howard V. Shaken.
1: Is The Scorpio Connection numbered along with the other Marvel graphic novels or is is, is it its own thing? I think
2: this was this I I think cuz it was a hardcover Was it? Yes it was. Yeah. Initially?
1: I still well, I still
2: have it. Yeah. But the first printing, I mean like the yep. first edition is, is a a hardback. Yep. That's interesting. I know that they stopped actually calling them um like Marvel graphic novels. They they were unofficially numbered With 39, like 38 was the last one that they kind of like numbered because according to the Wikipedia page. And if if you're a patron, when you vote on this, there'll be a list so you can actually see more detail on on the books. But um, because they have they have freaking Wolverine Bloodlust by by Alan Davis on here. And I have that as a more prestige format style book. I don't consider that a Marvel graphic novel unless they reprinted it in the smaller form factor. But I didn't I've never seen the Scorpio connection is uh as a hardcover that's that's pretty cool
1: i will take a picture of mine and, sh-
2: and show you i would Look like you, you to but uh but yeah so there's your is your 11 vote on the one that uh, that, that, that moves you it's, it's tight uh, right now
0: very tight
1: yeah because the, sh- the shadow um what is it 1941 or whatever that came out or hitler's astrologer whatever the, the michael kaluta shadow volume was that came out as a hardcover too
2: i have that as well
1: there were some I mean, Marvel graphic novels that came out as hardcovers. Well,
2: there are also some that were collect, like, like the Starstruck one. It's not on our list, but yeah, that, yeah. that's a collection of things from heavy metal. So, I mean, there were there were some um, some of the Marvel graphic novels were are, are necessarily all original in that format. They 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 they're adapted. They, they were adapted from something else or, or reprinted from something else because the uh, same thing with. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the Claremont Bolton Marauder the She Wolf story that that's from Epic Illustrated. Yeah,
0: I was going to say because a few years ago sent me Marauder the She Wolf hardcover. Same. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, either way, these all the ones on our list are in fact uh, eligible per Marvel. They are in, in the official canon, even if they may have been presented differently than we remember them. Marvel graphic novels. Yeah. And. uh I'm right glad now there's one vote would change the the number would change the outcome, so we have to right people need to vote
1: I'm glad we each picked some because um while there are some amazing uh works within the Marvel graphic novel uh line, there's some real stinkers too
3: yes there are
1: yeah like Emperor yeah. doom and living monolith they're just stop yeah yeah if, I'm glad we didn't let the patrons. I'm being honest. Pick some of these, because uh, there's some stinkers in there.
2: There are, and I think there are some. I mean, but but you also have things that uh, were done by Frank Miller, and Bill Sakevich. and I, which again we we shied away. We, right, we we yeah. chose not to do things like the death of captain marvel or the Duke yeah we, we, we tried we wanted to, right exactly we want to give love to, to those that may not get talked about a lot and and
0: we didn't uh, want to pick anything that we felt was going to just obviously run away with it because then that's like yeah. what's the point of having a boat? Yeah. love
1: exactly. and love and war is the the ugly cousin of the the frank miller daredevil uh au revoir, but it's still talked about a lot more <laughs> than something like void indigo you know what I sure. mean? Or, and I or, love
2: Void Go. I wish Void Go was getting more votes than it did than it is right well, now. Well,
1: I didn't expect it to get many, but talk about a maligned book. Marvel just pulled the fucking plug on that. Uh, the graphic novel came out. Uh, it got a little bit of uh, infamy. They did one, mm-hmm. was it, two issues of the epic series, and they said, no, nah, we're done. We're done. Cold feet. No more. I think I had the second issue. Too. Yeah, just stop. Uh, it's you know, sex. You let Derber, Gerber do whatever he wants to do. Yeah whatever. Alright, so that's it. That's our uh, book of the month. We hope you uh, will tune into that. In the meantime, if you want to get your books, get them fast and delivered right to your door. Where do you go? Where the prices are super low. Discount. Comic book service, y'all. Remember, from Boom, it's magic. Number one. Uh, Written by Jed McKay with art by Iguara. $2.49. From Seven Seas, it's The Dungeon Toilet. Graphic novel number one will cost you $7.69 and from Marvel I really hope this is on your list if you haven't read these ever before you need to read them because they're awesome what if the original Marvel series omnibus hardcover volume one will cost you a paltry $50 in your travels uh, Valentine's Day (laughs) y'all Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. The man hates Christmas when he's going to talk about Valentine's Day.
1: No, I have a book that ties into Valentine's Day. And it is Dynamite. D-I-E, exclamation point. Namite. It's from the Dynamite miniseries. It's a tie-in. It's called Our Bloody Valentine. What's it about? Well, first of all, it was written by a uh, friend Van Lenti. Mm. Yeah, there are two stories in this. I won't talk about the backup story. I, I will talk about This Is Love, uh, was drawn by mm-hmm. Drew Moss.
2: Huh? No, I was going to start singing the Hathaway song. Go ahead.
1: Was drawn by Drew Moss, and Kike uh, Diaz was a colorist. What's the premise of this? Well, Peter Cannon Thunderbolt, uh, having been raised by the... The, the llamas his entire life kind of a virgin. Definitely a virgin. <laughs> he has never experienced the uh the joys of the female. Uh and he has taken a shine to Red Sonia. <laughs> now remember, this is the dynamite universe, okay? The the commingling of all of dynamite's properties under a zombie banner. So um Peter Cannon's, he, he kind of, he's trying to talk to, to Sonya and he brings her a flower. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Uh, but he goes to Van Perel and he's like, I just don't know what to do with these, these ladies. Like, how do I, uh, how do I talk to them? What do I say? How do I, how do I make her notice me? And, and, and Van Perel's like, you know what? I never had that problem because, and she points to her body she's like yo and he's like yeah but sonia's different she she's not you and um then miss fury comes to peter cannon she's like yo i'll fuck you i don't care mm. <laughs> so she you know she's a at least a septuagenarian probably more she's probably an octogenarian by this time and she's like yeah i'll go we'll, we can do it and peter's like no 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 you know respectfully th- <laughs> thank you very much but i ain't going there um and uh well it gets to the it it seems that in this um mingling of the dynamite universe peter cannon's monks are from draculon which is totally weird but whatever suspension of disbelief uh the zombies they they they're coming and peter and Sonya uh they're going at it they're they're taking out zombies left and right and Peter's on a bridge, and he's trying to save Sonia from the zombies, like Sonia needed saving, but you know he's he's chivalry's really not dead, and she grabs his arm and and they lock eyes, and she realizes that yeah this this dude like he's he's in deep, but it's Sonia right, she just lost somebody uh very important to her, and uh they're fighting, and they come to an agreement like you know. If I did want to start a new relationship, you would be in the running, but I'm not in the mood to start a new relationship because I just got over, you know, that thing and and you're a nice guy and, you know, let's just see where this goes. And the camera pulls back and, uh, Sonia, uh, has been bitten.
0: Damn. Yeah. Yeah
1: but i'm saying this is the uh,
0: hard out here yeah
1: this is the the uh, the dynamite with the di- die or no, i'm sorry sonya hasn't been bitten peter cannon has been bitten um a
3: uh, b- so hard out here
1: right I, that's what i'm saying unrequited love i got the world ahead of me uh-oh i've been bitten like shit because yeah uh and uh sonya who is uh, maybe falling for um peter Uh, What does she do? Does she allow this uh, to fester, or does she take them out? Well, if the last panel is any indication, I think you should read it. Mm. Yeah, it's continued in Dynamite number 5. It's weird that, um, by my count, a three-issue miniseries, because the issue that I got of Dynamite reprinted the issue. One issue of Dynamite that I bought... uh, Reprinted the interior of the previous issue. Now I don't know if that was a, a printer error or if that was uh, an a, a extreme fuck up on Dynamite's part. I haven't been able to find anything online that said like, "Yo, Dynamite, what's up? My issue number two is exactly the same as my issue number one. What's going on?" But then again, I don't know. What are the what are the reading what are the the numbers on these things? Like, how many people have actually read this? I don't know. Needless to say, uh, I thought this was fun. The backup story um, is worthless, so <laughs> it really is. It's it's a zombie John Carter of Mars uh, and zombie Dejah Thoris. It's wordless. It's enough said. Uh, story, and it's I, I I didn't find any value in it. So it's a, but luckily it's only one two three four five pages. Six pages. So it's completely disposable. Uh, the meat of this issue is the Peter Cannon and uh, uh, Red Sonja story. So buy it for that. It's fun. Um, and it just keeps uh, it keeps this spark alive on these pulp characters that I love so well. Dynamite's doing a great job. Fred Van Lenti killing it at Dynamite. Uh, so there you go. Uh, what did I say it was? It's um, die... Namite special um is it called my bloody valentine i uh, see i loved it so much don't even know the name of the freaking thing jeez no. well i'm who like our bloody valentine right there is a Linzer cover that nice. that features um sonia holding a piece of deja thoris it's great it's it's her hand and deja's in the background she's like yo i want my hand back But even... Linsner can even draw beautiful dead people. No surprise, right? It's true. Yeah. Uh, Dynamite. Our Bloody Valentine. Go get it. It's fun.
2: That's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Fun shit. Uh, In your travels... um, There are a couple things I'm catching up on, so I'm not going to go too far into them. But I did... um, I'll just um, tell everybody to make sure that they're watching WandaVision and that um, the third issue of Future State Dark Detective um, may have been my favorite yet, um, at least as far as the Bruce Wayne sections of the uh, of the story go, because we're we're definitely getting a little bit more information as to uh, the people involved in, I'm gonna say, ruining Gotham. Uh, the and and Bruce Wayne, as a broke, busted, and and bootleg Batman, is face to face with the new Batman. Um, who he's not sure, but there's a uh, there's an interesting monologue inner. In, monologue um that uh Bruce has to deal with and there's some cute lines between the two but um yeah the whole thing with drones and the privacy and and uh who's listening and big brother um it's it, it it's getting hot and heavy in this issue dan moore still a beast and, and the way he draws gotham looking again like like times times square it's just um i i really enjoy his um his architecture and the way he draws the uh the city a lot of lights it's very Blade runnery um and the backup story was the not even the backup story it's basically half the issue is the uh is the conclusion to the grifter story that started in the first issue um where it's Grifter versus Huntress uh because he's trying Grifter's trying to get uh Luke Fox out of Gotham. Uh or is he dot 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 because uh maybe people can't be trusted and, and there's a huge um fight with the magistrate and whose side is who on? Um but the uh the art by um Yes, it is. Carm- Carm- Carmine 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 uh, D. Gio Domenico. Um I really really liked the way he was. The sequentials are good. The, the the fight scenes between Cole and and, and Huntress um, flow pretty well. And the uh, a lot of panels on some of these pages. It's it's pretty packed. Matthew Rosenberg writes this story. Uh, it. There is an ending. It does say the end, uh, when you get to the end of the tale, but um the way some of our heroes are left are left standing, uh, tells me that uh chances are we'll see more of them, which probably means they'll show up in um whatever backup feature is in and whichever Batman or Detective book uh come next month. But um but yeah, de- definitely you're coming for the uh, Tamaki Mora in the main story. Uh, as far as the grifter backup, uh, it was it was entertaining. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So in your travels, future state for one more issue, Dark Detective, as the fourth one comes out in a couple of weeks, and then uh, that's it. And then we're on to the new DC, the new Horizon.
3: DC Horizon.
0: Yes. Uh in your travels, let's keep the Matt Kent love going. What? Because it just don't stop. Written by Mr. Matt Kent, drawn by Mr. Tyler Jenkins. Fear case number one. It's um It's cool, man. Like it's 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 in Kent's wheelhouse, which is a uh a, a, a suspense mystery vibe. The premise is pretty simple. There are there is a a case that has been going on for years and years and years. It is the, under the purview of the Secret Service, as in the United States Secret Service. And there's a rule that when the noob investigators come in, each pair have one year where they're assigned this case and no more than a year to solve it. Most don't ever even try. Those that do haven't haven't succeeded and the reason there's a limit of a year is that anyone that's tried to get involved in the case for longer than that has pretty much gone insane, ended their career. Things have ended badly. So we are introduced to a uh, pair of, uh, of secret service men who are about three weeks from their year expiring. And they have been putting in the work and they really feel like they're on the cusp of breaking ba- breaking big on this. And, the, the Essentially what it involves is a case that um, has been depicted, described, present at a lot of heinous acts over the years, and the only commonality between them seems to be this case, and it's also understood that this case, um, you either have to give it to someone you hate, and if you don't hand it off to someone you hate— It's like a uh, form letter gone wrong, a chain letter gone wrong. It will end up in the hands of this person you love the most, and it's not going to end well for them. Mm. And so they're investigating the latest incident of this, and uh, the grand mystery starts to unravel. I'll leave it at that, but uh, it's a very intriguing concept. A lot of ways they can go with it. Um, I think that uh, this felt to me if we ever could have Matt on the show, it felt to me like this was very much an homage to Tarantino. This The book opens up where the protagonists are having a very lengthy detailed conversation about coffee. And yeah. um, and and they have a very interesting banter and patois between them. Um, I loved it. I thought it was awesome. And as we said earlier, uh, when discussing Mr. Kent, it's nice to feel like he's back on track after a Slight misstep from my vantage on Bang. So. Ada Your Travels, Fear Case, number one by Dark Horse. There you go. Nice.
1: All right, people. Thank you for listening. If you would like more of this in other realms, uh, go to the Facebook and the Twitter and the Reddit and the Instagram. There's plenty to chew on there. If you would be so kind, take a peek at our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, one, one, no apostrophe. Uh, in the meantime, read some good comics, kiss to your loved ones, be nice to your kids, and say goodnight. I'm going to have a drink of this delicious wine right here. Jason, why don't you have a drink?
0: I would if I had any
1: left. Oh, my dude. You finished the whole bottle? No, I don't bring the
0: bottle upstairs. Yeah, I finished the class. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Again, I got, got doctors to see tomorrow. David. Oh, nice. Right. Gotta keep it one hand, though.
2: Nice.
0: <laughs> So stupid. Don't let the door hit you with good lord split
1: you. It's ridiculous. My opinions are worth far more than my bank account. You're a moron. Just keep it to yourself. You could have been making that money.
0: That money, right? So stupid. And it wasn't like her career was blossoming. It was this gig. It makes
1: no damn sense.
0: It was like a decade ago she got that, what was it, Soderbergh Soderbergh
1: movie? Whoever, whoever, I forget who did that movie. David. I don't know. You could be the most heinous the most heinous person in the world and just just shut your mouth and make the money that's true that's it for that
3: one